0: I was broken from a young age, taking my soak into the masses, writing my poems for the few. They look at me, took to me, shook me, feeling me, singing from heartache, from the pain, taking my message from the veins, speaking my lesson from the brain, seeing the beauty through the... Hey, you me up, you me up, believer.
1: Hello everybody, welcome to
0: episode
1: 67 of the NFB podcast presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFB podcast is brought to you by Riverside Dodge, the official truck sponsor and dealership of the show, as well as Hooked Up Enterprises as the official in arena gear of the NFB podcast and Wrangler, the official clothing sponsor of the show, Wrangler, long live the cowboys and we can't forget the Czar Lake Polarama coming up here in july we'll get into all those ad reads and all that fun stuff as we go a bunch of bow riding news that we've missed since we've been gone world finals just around the corner we're gonna have some picks for that before we do we gotta talk to the guys because it's been a busy couple weeks especially for scott once again back on the road we'll get into that in a minute though jason davidson what's up buddy lt 67 67 the other number for yager oh, yager
2: is. Fuck. there you go yeah. Still going, still playing,
1: still kicking. You know, he could
2: have. If there wasn't lockouts, he would hold some records.
1: I think he does for like the most pussy ever. Does he not? Wasn't he known for that?
2: Oh, no. well, <laughs> that's not where I was going. But please elaborate <laughs> if you know some stories. <laughs> I, think I did that out. with the Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe he could have been um, somewhere right there. On goals, I wanna say. I could be off, but I don't think I am. I think I'll have to research that for the next one. And he's still playing professional hockey as an old. Yes, he, man. Is. he so is. Yeah, yeah. Good. He's fourth all time. You know, he went he the lockout years, which Obi had to deal with that once too. Um yep. yeah, I'll get that up. We should talk about that.
1: There's some interesting news with the Russian players coming around too here in the next little while to see who's gonna be able to come back over with all the Wars and all that stuff going on. But what's been going on, buddy? You just been focusing in on your players and the hockey. I know you lost a couple, you got a couple, but uh yes. What's been in?
0: yes, 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 yes.
2: Damn. Anyway, I think all our picks went down the freaking toilet here. Great for the devils, though. Good young team. That was gonna be my uh that was gonna be my chat about New Jersey. They've got a bright future ahead of them, but hey. It's looking brighter now. They're moving on to Carolina, a depleted Carolina lineup. They're missing a few stars. So, yeah, that goalie Schmidt, 22-year-old guy just come in and took the net, shut out the Rangers in the last game. So that was a bit of a surprise, but good for Severson.
1: For Severson. We got to get Scott in here. Scott Burns with us as well. What's up, buddy? What are you laughing
2: at? Well, are you talking like he's an all-star goalie? fuck you never see me between the pipes what's your deal <laughs> no i didn't actually <laughs> and you know what i didn't get a call from any scouts on you either <laughs> not yet i i was my own boss i choose mm-hmm. not to call you right yeah fair enough,
0: fair enough.
1: solo what's up scott how's things buddy where you been
2: uh good um i was in north battleford on the weekend doing a little uh clowning around a little cleaning <laughs> around yeah, uh, hung out at uh, Austin Saddlery every morning for coffee with the boys. Uh, nice. What a great old store, man. Everybody, it's it's wild. It's just like it's just like the old days, you know? All the guys come in, they sit around coffee for an hour and then get to work. Everybody splits off. So did that, and Braden's home from college. And uh, yeah, Dylan's starting high school rodeo, so we're whipping around here trying to get everything ready to go.
1: Yeah, okay, how'd it go this time? Fill us in. Any, any wrecks? Any barrel hits? Any fuck-ups oh. on the jokes or acts? God. What went on? Come on. You, gotta wow. you got to feel Wow. People are following along your with from all the this bomb stuff. Act. Yeah. People are following no. along. We got to know.
2: I uh, Actually, I felt way more comfortable this time. I had three days of it, so just kind of forced myself to stand out there more and interact. Had Doug Young as an announcer, so he's awesome to work with, which I get it now. Over the years, you hear about clowns talking about certain announcers and working with them. Uh, no wrecks. Got hit in the barrel a couple times. Nothing major. Um, so, are you I've saying old... Robert Schmidt is failing miserably? Because I'm sure Robert's <laughs> going to listen to this podcast. No, absolutely not. The first okay. One just ever checking. Did. Just wanted to make sure because you know we usually don't hold anything back here. So <sighs> no. The pot. All right, no, Robert, no. you're good to go, buddy. You're good. <laughs> no. It was Robert was awesome too. My first time. He kind of he guided me along definitely. But uh no, it was good. It was good. They had record crowds there and yeah, it was fun. Do you Lots think fun. that was due to the the clone they had hired? Off oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Duh. Um yeah. well, was there any parking lot naps at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, actually no. I Tapter really, really cool because I did not want to feel like I did when I left tail
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh yeah, it was good. Um, that's it. Been selling clothes and now back home here and carry on.
1: Has anything changed about the North Battleford Rodeo since nineteen ninety-three when you were last there? Or
2: nothing, including the committee, is still the same, ironically DVD. enough. Yeah. Great bunch of guys there and girls and uh, yeah, it's kind of surreal. You go back in there after that long, and, and Heath uh, Gabro, he's still running the ship and guiding that's, who ship. I, that's That's who paid me back in the day. Yeah. I think 90, 94 maybe would have yeah. been the last time I was in North Battleford, and Heath was the guy then. That's yeah. commitment. That's yeah. what communities miss now, you know? Yeah, um, like he said, he's – it's uh and i know they're not the only committee there's not a bunch of young guys stepping up to the plate to fill those roles anymore so in order to keep it going for now till something comes up he's gonna stay on board so kudos to him and his committee for doing that so it was good It was lots of fun
1: what axe did you go with this time let us know
2: holy fuck I did some vintage one. Oh, I did the reverse bomb and actually kept my th- I added a welding helmet to it <laughs> this time though. I was wearing a welding helmet. <laughs> How do you see? Or did you well, take the did you have I, it flipped up? Yeah, like I had the, it. I, you yeah, had it down, I, but you had the visor oh, yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. And well, you guys remember the old pale act where you dump no water, no water, and then you get the yeah. bullfighter to come in. Yeah, did that one and uh and then the ugly kid act again, but now I've got to really branch out and do some new stuff. I got a couple ideas here that I I think will work good for Verdon this fall. So I don't know, we'll see. I, I guarantee I'm going yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee I'm going to lose an appendage here before the summer's out trying these new acts. So
0: it blows up. <laughs>
2: I'll keep you posted when I'm only like four fingers left. Mm-hmm.
1: So. What are you going to do at Humboldt? Are you going to do an act there? That one's got to be a big one because that's fucking full on. I got a shark cage. Maybe we should light it on fire and you could jump it with a dirt bike. Or
2: something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I don't know. I will have to talk about that. I can, there's lots I can do. And you can do anything with a little gunpowder and a Definitely. squib.
1: Well, that's good. Good to hear. We did get a, we did get a post on... Uh, a tag on the Instagram page of you out there doing a, doing a joke and it looked good. It looked yeah, looked yeah. Like you knew what you were doing. I guess when you've been yeah. around it, it's like when people get hired on as a coach or something and everybody's like, when they were a player or something, it's like, do you think you can do it? And it's like, well, I don't know. I've watched it my whole life. So I'm guessing I probably mm-hmm. can. So that's, that's the cool part about it.
2: Yeah. With that being said, you know, it's not, yeah. What I guess it, once you step out there though, it, it's a, Definitely out of your comfort zone, even though you've been around it your whole career and seen it a thousand times. It can be lonely out there when you rattle off a joke and four people laugh and it's like cricket, it's <laughs> it's, it's, inti- it's intimidating. But uh, oh, you know what? That... Ash Cooper was there, so he definitely uh, pumped my tires a lot. Oh, did Not...
1: he? What did he no. say? No, terrible.
2: Uh, <laughs> he's just like. He's just like, all those years you picked my ass on all my clown acts and stuff, now this is karma, bitch, is exactly what he said.
1: Nice.
2: Um, but no, we, we actually did bullshit a little bit about it. He said, you know what, as long as you're trying, as long as you're out there and engaging and trying, they they will be on your team. So it's just a matter of doing your job. And yeah, I don't know. There's going to be, I mean, there's so many variables. There's going to be failure. There's yeah. going to be bombs. I foresee not going off. There's going to be jokes that don't fly. There's going to be, you know, it's such an uncontrolled environment as we all know out there. Um, stuff's going to go awry, and the best thing you can do is try and make light of it. And I don't know, keep going, I guess.
1: When we were in Regina, in uh, at Agribition this fall, Denny Halstead had a act, and it was something was supposed to blow up, and he'd wired it all at home but he got there a few days early and when he came in the dressing room the one day, all of his shit was scattered everywhere and they would stole some stuff from in there. So somebody got in the room, whatever. So we're going out a couple of days later, but he'd left all the stuff at home to like to check it or rewire it. So he's just kind of hoping for the best, right. But they didn't fuck with it or didn't wire it in the slip when they were messing with everything. So we go out to do the act and me and Bo are helping him. And it's like where like the, he throws the big stick of dynamite and you got to like throw yeah. it back and forth and then you throw it back to him. And then he, Throws it and then it blows up and everybody walks out. Well, we he threw it, we threw it, we threw it, threw it back to him. And then we hit the deck like it's gonna blow up, and absolutely nothing like crickets, like you're talking about, right? So. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, Bo's, yeah. Everybody just gets up and we just walk out and, it, you know, it just didn't work. So it's kind of yeah. quiet, but it's like, oh, you know, we roll out. Well, fucking Denny. I've never seen him so bad in my life. Comes out of that arena, had his firefighter hat on, just spiked that firefighter helmet like he was a bow rider throwing his helmet after getting bucked <laughs> off, losing it back there, being more like, oh, okay. So that's what it, you know, that's the similarity of getting bucked off. And when the clown act does yeah. it go for you? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's right. It'd be the same emotion, you know. He just kind of felt failure. Wish I oh. could, wish I could have that one back again, kind of deal.
1: yeah No, it's good. And uh, myself, I went to the CBC Canadian Bucking Bull Competitions. I think that's what it's called last weekend in Oyen, Alberta. Uh, I took a few young bulls there flying four buck and bulls me and cousin andrew took some bulls there and it was good good event they had a whole bunch of entries 69 bulls i think total were read guys from all over from bc alberta uh saskatchewan bunch of great young bulls it's pretty cool to see the the bull power that we got in uh in canada you know i remember going to those things when they first started having them whether it be the abbi canada or whatever just competitions for two and three year old bulls and you know there was not a lot of good ones and now it's pretty cool to see that everything at least is is pretty solid you know there there was uh some that stood out really well but i mean all in all right bunch of great bulls nothing nothing like uh like it used to be so that was cool event tanner alamand and crew uh, they do those and uh yeah it was great to see a lot of good stuff when guys take initiative to go and and have events and then we'll have some abbi events so i didn't uh I didn't get to any of my young bulls or get through anything the last couple of years. Everything's been so busy, but uh looking forward to that this year, getting everything in line and go try win some money with some some good young bulls.
2: I think uh Tyrone Maines, who's Bobby Maines' boy, he uh was fighting bulls in Battleford and Friday night. He headed back to OAN to uh fight bulls there.
1: Yeah, yeah, they had a class with back. it too. Four year old four-year-old bulls that were bucked with a rider on them. So they took a pretty good yeah. shot too. That's what he said. Yeah, Young Bull cut him off and smoked him into the suits. Like, oh, get him out of there, poor guy.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. that kid's pretty handy. Him and Braden, like I said, fought both together. And yeah, he's uh, he's pretty handy, that kid.
1: Yeah, does a good job. What happened to Braden? I heard he almost lost a finger or something.
2: Yeah, he's actually going to Winnipeg tomorrow morning to a plastic surgeon to see what the hell. It's all broke and nasty old cut on it there. So they're going to see if there's nerve damage or whatever and then true bullfighter mentality he's getting done there and all an ass for a bull riding out west here on friday morning so nothing's gonna nothing's gonna hold him back that's for sure but yeah he's got to get he possibly could have surgery on we'll find out tomorrow
1: jesus see how she goes What's,
2: what's the old saying don't Put your dinky where you wouldn't or put don't put your finger where you wouldn't put your dinky. Yeah, Barely he did that. Did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, sorry.
1: Got <laughs> them once. Hopefully we won't get him again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh Canadian icon passes away. We gotta touch on that. Geez, Gordon Lightfoot. Scott probably grew up. I think every uh Canadian grew up on some Gordon Lightfoot, some Sundown, a bunch of different songs that he's had. So gotta give a shout out to that.
2: Yeah, that's crazy, eh? Um, I heard someone talking about the Evan Fitzgerald that song. It yeah. was—I forget how was seven minutes long, apparently. And they told him, the record producer said, "There's no way that this song will ever fly. It's way too long. It's singing about a disaster." Yeah, and look at it was—I forget how many months they said it spent at number one or on the charts or whatever. So he defied the bosses. I don't know the producer, whoever the what they predicted, and kicked their ass. So, yeah, it's pretty sad to, to see him go for sure. He was Canadian icon for that. Was definitely, uh, you knew when you heard his name, you knew the songs that he had sung. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old oh, legend that like Bob Dylan, Neil Young, that whole crew of guys. Imagine the lives that those guys would live. Oh, oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Get to see him still kicking. Some of them died off, obviously. But Willie Nelson turned in 92. They had a big celebration for him at the Hollywood Bowl. Looked absolutely amazing. That was uh, pretty yeah. cool. Deal. I can't believe that guy's 90 years old.
2: Like, I, I don't know what a secret is. I think I know what it is. Yeah, I definitely a, know what a secret must, is. Must be a fact that if you can inhale that much <clears throat> uh, cannabis in a lifetime, <laughs> that you can live forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was shit. And and in the days that of it being illegal, now it's just normal. Like every housewife's popping fucking edibles now. But yeah, he had to go through all the the stages of that he was the uh, the bad guy because he was a weed smoker and all that sort of stuff. And he's just an old hippie man, just wants to play his guitar, smokes some weed, and hang out. So made it to 90 Sno- got me be that I bad think, for
2: you. <laughs> I think Snoop Dogg said something one time. He tried to keep up to him smoking dope, and there was no way. Yeah, No way. Not and even there's close.
1: A, there's a song of uh, Toby Keats' Never Smoke Weed with Willie again. The party's all <laughs> over before it began. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And didn't, uh, now don't quote me on this, did Randy Bachman die too? I he better we not, because
1: I'm going to him at the EA Rawlinson Center. Okay, no. Is, what, no,
2: what was, there's Somebody one. did there. Yeah, yeah. So, Winnipeg guy. Um, was it? Well, Gordon Lightfoot just passed away. Yeah, We yeah, were we just got... talking about that. Oh, oh yes. Yes. sorry. I had to. I had a. I had a. There's, an...
1: <laughs> what there's
2: another. What did I miss? Well, <laughs> no, there's another one of that kind of group. Yes, you're right. Like there from was. BTO. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, the drummer. Who is the drummer? And they actually got into. it. I think uh, there was a bit of a squabble, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Hold Jesus. on here. Yeah, see, on here. I know somebody oh, passed away.
1: Another Canadian icon. Fuck me. Can not be doing this to us?
2: No, no. It was like last summer. Oh. Fine. What? I think so. No. Reagan? Well, I don't know. Someone just told was me. Was Robbie that. Bachman the drummer? Yeah. Robbie Bachman. I'm sure Robbie Bachman passed. Because it was hey. Bachman, Turner. Overdrive. BTO. Overdrive. And
1: then they they were the guess who, or they were the guess who before BTO, one of the two. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He died January 12th of this year. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Well, who the fuck? Oh, Burton Cummings, I think is who I'm going to see. Not Randy. Oh yeah. That's not Randy
2: Bachman. This is, this is Robbie. This was his brother, the drummer. And then they had a, they actually split. They split up. And is that when they became the guess who maybe? Maybe
0: These I don't know. Are
2: <laughs> or the Guess Who split up and they become and Turner. Yeah. yeah. No, I yeah. think him and his that, brother didn't see eye to eye on something. If I recall, listening. Siblings um, don't not get along, do they? Well, no. Fuck. fuck it. It's always a smooth <laughs> fucking rope. Um, what's uh, Burton Cummings? You'll have you ever seen him, Tanner?
1: No, but that's uh, so I'm fired up to. to he is. Uh, yeah.
2: Freaking awesome and con- I seen him at Rock in the Fields here a couple of years ago and uh um like he plays for like an hour and three quarters and all those good old tunes. There's only one that he won't sing, and I can't remember what it is because he doesn't have the rights to it or something, oh, okay. like he refuses to sing it. Yeah, but yeah, he sounds just like he did, you know, way back in the guess oh, yeah? who they had a lot, yes. they had a lot of good songs. Oh you know he's coming, you know coming to Stoon in October to the Centennial. The Dixie Ooh.
1: Chicks? The Dixie Chicks are coming to Saskatoon.
2: Good for them. <laughs> Skid Row and Bach Cherry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> at the auditorium.
1: <laughs> I wonder Great what venue. Bach Cherry does right now. Oh, my God. He was, hey, I watched
2: him okay, at SaskTel Center with Crew Fest. Yeah. One of the most amazing 5.5 hours of my life. Oh, yeah. And you only remember two of them, right? No, on. I remember. I got pictures of it on the wall back here to remember it. Thanks to Carla. <laughs> um, fun fact. Um, um, Burton Cummings lives in Moose Jaw, I believe. No shit. Yeah.
1: Oh, we should go pick him up one day. Go to the tunnels. Have us a day. Yeah. Yeah. Have us a day. <laughs> fun oh. fact for uh young guys listening in. Maybe getting into some good music. Go check out Buck Terry Lit Up and Buck Cherry Crazy Bitch. Hey, those are like, oh. feel like your youth just coming Fuck. back into play. Oh. Right? Wow.
2: <laughs> and, all, and all the crazy bitches the guy I was with. Good <laughs> Buck Terry song. Oh, boy. Uh, moving on. Moving on.
1: <laughs> okay. Let's get into some uh, PBR action first. I think, Jason, we should get into... The news that just broke today of Adriano Moraes
2: becoming mm-hmm. the what does it be the operations manager yeah, of Brazil? Yeah. yeah, I bet you he'll be doing some heavy recruiting. Yeah, that's, oh, I, that's a good, well move. played. Well, that's played. a great move. You take a look at you know some of the. Well, I'm going to use uh, our client Alisson de Souza last year, who was a late signing by Arizona, and what kind of an impact he made. On teams,
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, so yeah, I think that's good. Look at the teams that were very successful. They he's only he's only they, recruiting for one team though, Jason. That's right. He's working for uh, the Austin Gamblers. Oh wow! Yeah, I, gar- I guarantee there'll be other teams follow suit. Well, I'm I'm still waiting for Glarmy's name to drop. Somebody's got to, somebody has to bring him in the fold. In my opinion, yeah. he's just too too good of a human too. you know he's but a well-respected uh a guy in the locker room um he's living in north mary like he lives in texas so he's here so i'm, I'm surprised just it's coming someone's gonna do it someone's gonna have to latch on
1: so it'll be interesting to see how that works just like you say he's just going for the one team but they're opening up a whole sounds like a whole division over there and they're gonna do some boot camps and different shit like that so um, you would well, think it, it would be for like the league you'd be working for doing that, but it sounds like Austin just stepped up and that's all going to be for them. So that's a big play by well, them.
2: Well, I talked to uh, Andre today, you know, Marcos's translator buddy that travels around where we're trying to get a couple guys up here, um, yep. help them out and get up here anyway. Um, like besides PBR in Brazil, there's like several other avenues for those guys to ride bulls down there. And mm-hmm. there's good riders. Like, Marcos figures there's probably 300 guys that deserve a look. 300. Yeah, no shit. Like, lots of them don't sounds come over here like yeah. Sounds like Canada's depth. <laughs> but, yeah, we could use some. But, but the, they uh, the problem is, is they can't get here because they don't have the means to get here. A lot of them, you know, have lived very hard lives. You know what? Everybody should tune into Fearless again and watch, you know when the guys go back home and see where they come from. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah. But if you're the getting American a guaranteed Dream.
1: contract over there, right, that's a huge way to get more of them over, which probably make every American yeah. Canadian, Australian, all the other guys, fuck your fucking asshole that there's going to be more of these guys. going to be able to come over? Yeah. Cause that's the thing, right? they will be guaranteed contract. The teams will bring them over. They don't have to do that on their own. Like they've had to in the past. And main reason too, well, that's of them probably were saving up because, didn't come over until they were 26 27 years old right joao well, let's all throw this guys. out
2: here now any listeners out there want to own a team just dm Tanner and i and we'll form a, we'll, we'll form the canadian canucks
1: oh yeah we'll rip it i think there's lots of guys missing out on lots of canadian guys too up here and I, that probably is due to the fact that um lots of those guys haven't committed completely to it different avenues like right. that but there's some guys up here that 100 would be great for that team series A guy like brock radford just his locker room vibe you know nick yeah, and Brock C, had sure lots go. of
2: interest last year just no one pulled the trigger on it i yeah and you know what we'll see our group of guys from canada probably being picked later on in free like if they're free agents yeah. um when guys get hurt it happens it's bull riding right yeah, 100%. Um, it's gonna happen so yeah brock was brock was in conversation with three different teams last year so yeah, they sure. know who he is for sure and then you got nick you know nick has showed what he can do down there um yeah we you're right we've got guys yeah, there's, no there's gonna question. be some
1: of these young guys that are that are coming up too that are gonna be wanting to go. They'll have the will to go. That to go and and do it. And I think with that team aspect and a coaching aspect, they'll feel more comfortable having mm-hmm. that coach. You know, Not kind as of under their wing. Maybe, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. They'll get them pumped up and go. Definitely, coaches listening and have a look at some of those guys. But that's pretty cool. We'll see how that develops with the Brazilians. How many more of those we get over there, and and then how many deep the gamblers go right there's only so many that they can pick so we'll see how that goes that'll be a good way for those guys too to to even for the other teams to have a look at them at some of those combines and stuff that they're going to do in brazil and then those other teams can draft and take them so i think it's going to be good for all teams that they've moved a division to there for sure on Teams aspect, I think the Ridge Riders were sick of me calling them snooze fests and boring to watch because the two of them won two in a row in Everett, Washington and Tacoma, Washington. Eduardo <laughs> and Did you
2: get any text from Casey?
1: <laughs> no, no, I think he's good with it.
2: <laughs> okay, good. Uh, shout out. Shout out, Casey. Shout out.
1: That's no, no, good to see Eduardo steps up. He hasn't won an event in a long time. And um he did his job in Everett Washington comes up with the win walk off home run last guy out takes the event win, and uh bumped himself up into those world standings in the world title race as well. As Chase Doherty two week two uh events we had a Wednesday Thursday, and then a Saturday Sunday Everett Washington into Tacoma, Washington, and Chase Doherty takes the win in Tacoma, his first event win on tour and I actually had. Chase wrote down a while back to talk about after he won Denver this year, due to the fact that a lot of people might not know, but the severe injury that he came back from this year, I don't know if you guys have seen the video or not, but I think it was last year or a while back, he got on a moonlight party and this thing, Mm. there's a video of it and it was a fucking bad one. Stomped him on his head and messed him up. And, um, there was some talks from him and from his group of people that maybe that was kind of the end of it. And he's talked in his interviews when he came back, he didn't know if he was still in it and had what it took to do it. And then, you know, came back, got strong and, uh, with his family's support started kicking ass wins, Denver kicks himself up into the standings to get into some events, but still on that bubble line throughout the year. And then, uh, Pulls in clutch in Tacoma wins the event and and gets another berth at the world Finals. So it's a pretty cool story for a guy like that that you know was kind of at the bottom of the, the barrel and then worked his way back to the top. Pretty cool to see.
2: So definitely a shout out Chase Doherty. Yeah, and then Denner this past weekend gets yep. the win, huh?
1: Yes. Denner takes the win at the last event of the year. Was that Louisville? I didn't get to watch mm-hmm. any of that. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. Buck, buck hey, did we pick, bills. Have
2: we we didn't pick team win winners yet, did we? We haven't
1: done but our... Teams? No, we haven't done the haven't team done picks yet. yet. Yeah. But we'll do our World Finals picks right now. That's one thing I wanted to get into. Our <laughs> okay. our World Champion picks. Let's see where we got right now, where we are at with... Uh, I'm in good shape with Jose Lemmy. Shout out Jose, too. Came back last weekend, last regular season event of the year, and smashes out 290s. So he looks like he's back, ready to, to have a pretty cool race for the World Finals. Jason with Kaike Pacheco. Scott, sorry, buddy. I think you're <laughs> the <fuck group. laughs> Get on that one. They're kind of with oh. you. You're there with
2: him, Boston yeah. Bruins. Yeah. Lockwood yeah, no is shit. out for the finals, so he
1: won't be uh, he won't be in there. But since can, you, I be like,
2: uh, can I be like Jason and have another pick?
1: Change your pick. Who who would it be? Yeah. If you're gonna pick right now, who would it be? <laughs> Stumped <you> already.
2: <laughs> no, if I probably Cooper.
1: Yeah, you know He's in the he's in the race. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of I points that... at the world finals, so that's kind of the fun part about it. Oh, or the is not he so healthy, fun part when you're leading it. Cooper, yeah, as healthy as he's gonna get, I would say. As a so Groins me? member, as a so yeah, letting... you could take him. Yeah. Sure, yeah, you could take him. World okay, finals thanks, picks. You get to go first for your. Who do you think is gonna win the world finals? The event title mm. in uh, Texas.
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. Give me a minute. Can I go second or third?
1: Yeah, you might lose your pick though. Jason, let's get your pick.
2: No, I'm, you go. you go ahead. Who's going to win the finals? Oh, we're doing finals? Yep. Oh, I'm going to stay with my guy.
1: Okay. You're going with Kaike to win the finals, walk off, world mm-hmm. finals champion, which would make him the world champion as well at the end of the year. So yeah, you're going with Kaike. It's a good pick, although – I know. I think I can, he might have I'm a broken leg. He may have a broken leg, though. So <laughs> <laughs> that may not help your picky, Did you know that? He'd be fine. Tacoma, they stretchered him out of the uh, arena after it was done. that thing looked fucking snappy, snappy. He's going to be fine. JRV also got on Domino. And I don't know if the Ooh. ground was bad or what went on there, but there was lots of bulls at off days and were kind of falling down and a bunch of different shit. Domino, same thing, fell down. And Joao twisted up pretty badly and uh he had to be carried out of the arena too so that's something to keep an eye on they haven't released much on it since that but if i was a guessing man i think we have a broken leg and a torn knee for those two but we'll see kaiki's done it before Kaike won the world last time with a with a torn out knee so we'll keep an eye on that scott did you get your pick
2: well i don't know i you know i i have all the faith in the world and i know i'm gonna i don't i don't know what to say let
1: yeah you gotta go jose that's what i was thinking too especially if he's just fucking if he can stay healthy i guess with this injury that he has he'll be uh once again unstoppable especially just... with two 90s after last weekend shout out to um to lemme A ability road and this has some canadian connections ivy league is a is a canadian bull came from uh, jane elson originally and um we've talked about this on the pods before and we've gave shout outs to different contractors for their bull and I've had Thor Holfer and different people reach out to me and they're like uh, Jay Nelson raised that thing give Jay Nelson the shout out so that guy's quietly he sells a lot of them but quietly has raised some of the best bulls in Canada I think there was like 10 to 15 that were between Nansen and Curtis Sawyer when he had bulls going that were on his truck CFR bulls that mm-hmm. that were raised at his place so he had some good ones too last weekend at that that uh, faturity and buck and bull competition where's that, he from
2: so. Where's he from
1: they're from alberta oh, from um like longview area up there okay yeah yeah so yeah they got a good program up there good for those guys and uh bulls going to the world finals some canadian bulls moonlight party scott's bull pick Norris scott i didn't know if he was gonna get to the world finals hey, He's hey here, buddy
2: hey you're fucking eating shit now aren't you boys huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Norris uh, did i pick again for
1: bull yeah you're the only one that's in that You got You had riding solo. I had Moonlight Party just because I seen what he did to Chase Doherty. I was like, oh, fuck, this thing's going to win the world. And then uh, he didn't. He's about an 88-pointer, though. They'll like him. they like him a lot. <laughs> riding solo, Cool Whip, Ricky Vaughn are kind of the front runners for that uh, World Championship bull race. Flapjack. It's kind of cool because I think there's a few of them that are in the classic world title race mm-hmm. and also the World Championship race. Those four-year-old bulls. So... We could see that happen where a bull wins both. But Brad and Solo has those days that we know he can have. You might be safe with that pick, Jason. I'm going to go with Dalton Castle to win hey, that World Finals. I think he's Not due. That. He's been solid. He's been right there for the last few years. I think it's going to be his breakout and win that World Finals. But it is yeah okay, to beat Jose.
2: You got that all wrote down, right? Please I got it wrote me. down. Yeah. Having a fucking NFP fight here in the, <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> so I'll well, be interesting. I can write it down here, but if you if you guys you saw my desk right now, I would be looking for it.
1: So yeah, we'll keep an eye on that, and everybody, uh, yeah, get ready for those world finals because we're gonna crown a world championship in less than two weeks. So we'll uh, keep everybody updated. We'll watch in on that, and the velocity finals coming up. So we got a bunch of Canadian bulls. We got Nick Tetz as an alternate for the world finals. He should get in. Uh, after a few days, after some injuries. So past be good.
2: Uh, Past guest Flint Rasmussen's last uh, mm-hmm. last go coming up too. So
1: last, um, yeah.
2: congrats to him on an amazing career.
1: Oh, fellow clown now. Yeah.
2: Here. Oh hey. yeah. Just hey. propping each other up here. You looking for and, some work, Scott, or what? Hey, listen, fun clown fact. Fossey. Fun <laughs> fact. <laughs> Flint, uh, give me... In 2015, he gave me his pair of cleats that he was wearing in the arena at Calgary. 2016, because I went back that year, he gave me another pair, and I actually wear them clowning now.
0: Oh uh-huh. no, shit! What do you Fun need not, for,
2: not, not that they're actually not a cleat; they're like a turf cleat. But not that I'm putting myself in the class and or the uh, same league as Flint. But yeah, so I wear them.
1: Yeah. There you go. I gotta dream big, so buddy. I'm- yeah, get some confidence in yourself
2: here. Fuck you! if you ain't shooting for the stars, where are you shooting? Did you, any, sure, man.
1: did you take any hits in the barrel? I didn't ask you that this time. Yeah, you did. yeah,
2: not nothing major. No.
1: Just a few. Yeah,
2: just a few. That's about seven times now I've got hit. <laughs>
1: So, not good news on our picks for the NHL, boys. Jesus, I am completely wrong with Colorado and Rangers being in the Stanley Cup final. They both were eliminated. Scots, Boston Bruins, eliminated. Jason's, Rangers, eliminated. Who'd you pick on the other side? Winnipeg's eliminated also. I didn't pick Winnipeg. You're just really high on Hellebuck.
2: I just thought there was a goalie that could steal something. It would be Hellebuck, which he tried. He didn't, didn't have it. much help.
1: Who'd you have on Edmonton on the other side then? I think. Yeah, there's still Edmonton. We got a good Canadian contingency still in there. Hey, we could have a Leafs-Oilers final. We'll see. Scott, Vegas, you had on the other side. But how about the upsets? How about the
2: upsets, period?
1: Yes. I
2: I have to say. Florida over Boston. Coming back. I I know I picked Boston, but in a small way, I'm just glad that fucking Marchand. Had to leave there with this big nose between... Them. I can't stand that guy.
1: Oh, uh, he had the chance to put it away, too. Right on his uh, stick, had a breakaway right at the end of that yeah. regulation game. I ever ever since he the
2: started licking faces, that's when I was like, you're a fucking
1: queen. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> that happens.
2: Uh, no, it shouldn't, really. It shouldn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I had some Toronto guys in this draft that I win, which I hate, the Leafs, and I don't like the Maple Leafs fan base. But I'm on their bandwagon now because that's all I got left for players left in this draft. That I'm oh, you're done. You're Uh, hey, this that's what I said last time too. But look, look at them go.
2: No, they got through broke the curves. Probably if you only got Leafs guys left with all those teams, you're probably done. Who do you think? Oh, oh, yeah, like okay, we'll hold you to that. Fuck! We all thought Boston was going to go the whole. No, thing. no, no! Like to win the draft, like you, you only have one team oh. left of guys. That's it. It's just a few Toronto guys, and that's it. You see, yeah. look at his face, Scott. He knows oh, he's yeah. fucking done. It. Yeah, you're <laughs> fucked. I, I didn't. I misunderstood <laughs> the question. There, you are fucked. Yes. I
1: got a couple Oilers too, but I don't know if that's – I don't know. It's not not looking good. For and they're not Drysaitel and McDavid. No, but it's Marner <laughs> and Matthews for Toronto. But yeah, yeah,
2: that's good. Okay, that's we'll pretty
1: see. good. We'll see. Who do you think is going to take it now that I liked all the fucking playoff hockey? I think that's what you got to get into, yeah. especially American people or anybody that's listening that maybe doesn't watch hockey or know much about it. Tune in right now to playoff hockey and you will be an instant fucking fan. It is insane. Yeah. That Truba hit the other night. Oh.
2: oh. Ouch. My I, sorry. When I left, guys, it was Schneider that just called me. And and Schneider actually stood uh, Meyer up earlier in the series too. Yeah, But not... It but not like Truba. Not like that hit the other night. Yeah, he Was went right to sleep uh, two, nights night two nights ago. Two nights ago.
1: I mean, fucking glove in the air, out cold.
2: Oh, so to so, any of you novice Coco hockey plus, okay. fans, just this is what I want you to do. Learn how to skate and get going as fast as you can mm-hmm. and then skate right into a barn door because <laughs> that's what <laughs> happened. The slow motion of his face hitting Truva. <laughs> did you see it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Good night, Don
2: Cherry. Don Cherry would have been just fist pumping that one. Yeah, that's that's how I used to deck them in the Hornets games. (laughs) (laughs) Pow, (laughs)
1: yeah,
3: coming at you.
1: Yeah, straight upsets though, all around. I think that's probably the biggest storyline of the playoffs right now. Is the teams in most of the brackets that were supposed to win did not win, so it's going to be a team that hasn't won the cup for a lot of years i think the most recent mm-hmm. one was carolina in 2006
2: so that's we'll correct new team look at you you've been paying attention eh
1: but i do just research bud that's
2: what i do <laughs> who
1: do you think it's going to be now jason our hockey insider here our no. elliot friedman of the podcast who is it going to be now
2: elliot friedman with no hair
1: um <laughs> scott's obviously going to vegas still
2: well i gotta stick that's- with who i no. thought was coming out of the other side which was edmonton which i'm not really cheering for i'm not cheering for edmonton i'm not because yeah. i've got golden knights to cheer for so yeah i i gotta stick with that i have to i yeah. don't think they have the goaltending though so they're gonna that i'm contradicting my own self yeah yeah but i yeah, well, Skinner you know what? I I don't can, think that's Skinner not true. Off. I guess I could pick another team out of the. Uh, I can pick another team out of the East because I did call the Rangers to win the Cup. So, you know what? I'm going to throw this out there: Matthew oh, Kachuk, Florida. Yeah,
1: they're fucking rolling, man. I hate that Kachuk too. If I, that's I'd love the to reason that I couldn't team. play hockey I'd anymore. Love
2: have, I'd love yeah. to have three of them on my team.
1: Hundred percent. But fuck, but would you would just not, want to knock no, that most out of to play against? Yeah, he's no different than
2: Marshawn. Can you imagine yeah. having th- hit those two guys alone on a team? Oh, my God. You'd <laughs> fucking slice your Well, wrist, I think you're beating man. the warm-up because you're just you, – you. Yeah. Well, I know a guy that thinks like I do. I'd be just like, okay, how am I going to make both them guys eat this yeah. stick because I'm only allowed to carry one on the ice at one time? <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's how they get you too, right? Draw a pedal. Sure you they do. Fucking gets you.
2: Oh. They're gamers, man. They're yeah. gamers. Paul, Paul Maurice, coach of uh... – Florida. After that game, it might not even have been Game Seven. It might have been Game Six um, against Boston. Yeah, sorry. Of course, it's against Boston. Game Six. When he just like, like, what can I say without, you know, bleeping every word out about what kind of a gamer, yeah, Matthew Kachuk is. He goes. When I was in Winnipeg, I watched it every single game against them. Every game doesn't take any time off.
1: Good guy to have on her team. hate him. Add read boys,
2: <laughs> I hate them. I hate them. But anyway,
1: <laughs> for the best of all the bad of the bone PBR action, make a plan to come down to the Czar Lake Bullorama, July twenty first, twenty twenty three. The rankest bulls and the best cowboys in the business will try and win one of the biggest single day paydays in the industry, as the back to back and reigning PBR Canada event of the year. For more information, check out and like our Facebook page. Or check out our website, www.zarlakebullarama.com. Zarlake Bullarama, come get some. As well, remember, tickets at the door for that. And the Chris Buck Band is playing afterwards at an outdoor dance. So she should be a wild time. Looking forward to that. Speaking of Borans, guys, we got the damn Camrose PBR Canada coming up. The Rose City Invitational. They added a bunch more money. Seems like they got a, a pretty good entry. We got Brooks this weekend. Coy Larson Memorial, yeah. Yep. So in memory of uh, Kinky, uh fellow contractor and PBR Canada family member uh, that lost, had a big loss last year, and Coy um, passed away, and this is a PBR in his honor. So that's going to be cool to see what and they what do an there. Entry. Is it what good? What an
2: entry. Yes, all of them, all the guys. Good. Everybody's going, which hats off, Bull Riders. Yep. Yeah. Good on them.
1: Very good. Okay, let's get into our uh, segment, Jason. I hope you got your story ready from last week. You were gonna go into it, but we decided to uh save it until this week. And uh let's hit it. Our Sunday scary story from Jason Davidson.
0: In the fast lane, Surely make you lose your mind. In the fast lane.
2: Oh, so we're at uh,
4: <laughs>
2: we're in Box Springs, which is um uh, red cliff alberta and it was probably one of the biggest amateur rodeos in oh, its time it they used to have a final four with a thousand dollars to the winner i remember watching rambo buck there you know so you, you you always wanted to be in box springs good party good beer gardens dance you know of course we always tried to make sure when we were younger before we were bullfighters you entered around the dances right oh yeah anyway at this particular box springs year tj and i happen to be fighting bulls. And we were staying in his van or I can't remember what the hell it was. And the late great, and he was a good friend of mine. Blair straw was uh, a hometown cowboy more or less around there. Um, Had quite a reputation around medicine hat for sure. Um, And a good friend bailed me out of a couple situations. So he knew that I owed him one. (laughs) And anyway, uh, of course it was over a girl and, uh, he woke us all up. I think it's like 4 30. The sun was just barely coming up, 4 30 or 5 in the morning. And there was uh myself, uh Brian McPhee Jr., who's handy. He's he's fucking tough. Um, I'm trying to remember if Stacey Cornett was involved or not. <laughs> and he's pretty handy too. I don't think he was. I'm trying to th- and it, yeah, actually, I do think he was because we had to cram TJ into the sleeper of Blair's Dodge single cab truck to get to town. Anyway, he's Blair is like blood vessels popping out of the sides right here and on either side of his eyeballs. Mad, he's like, "Let's go, let's go, we got to go." Get in. You know what? I just I I'm I'm I was there. McPhee, he's always up for that shit. And uh, anyway, we're loading into the truck and. And I'm like, come on, Bairds, let's go. Let's go. Where, where are we going? He doesn't have it. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, we get him in. We get him in and get him stuffed into this into the sleeper. And we're driving. We have no idea what's going on yet. And he's like, Blair's like, okay, I've got all legal charge, Any lawyers, anything, I've got it covered. So I'm looking at... Um, <laughs> if, I'm like, okay, well, sure, whatever. Anyway, we roll into town to Blair's, at the time, girlfriend's place. And apparently there was some of those Brits in there, right? Because they got a, don't they have an Air Force base on there? Oh, geez. Whatever. Yeah. So we don't know how many, nothing, right? So I'm, uh, (laughs) TJ's not even listening to any of this. Like he he went back to sleep (laughs) after he heard about the lawyers and how mad (laughs) Blair was. He went to sleep. I've got the butterflies. I'm sitting there. You know those butterflies from your asshole to your ears? Like I'm like, well, I owe this guy one. I'm we're in. We get there. TJ never came out of the sleeper. We never nothing happened. No. Blair went to the door and they wouldn't come out. I think I I believe the police ended up coming and telling us we had to go home. Could you imagine? Like we'd been up basically well, I went to bed probably, what, 2.30 after the dance. You know, two, you have a few more beers. There's two hours. And we're four, or five cowboys sitting there in our clothes we were sleeping in. And no breathalyzers, nothing. Just asked us to go home. But yep. anyway, TJ Baird never did get out of that sleeper. He was <laughs> sleeping when we all got back in there and got escorted back out of town to go to the rodeo grounds. Well, so I, Moral I... of the story is if you're ever in a pinch... Go to sleep. Don't call TJ. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, love TJ to death, but really, I don't think if he would have even fell out of the sleeper, he would have been an asset to oh, anything man. that was going I think going he on. actually, I think he, I think he actually, no, that was a different story. I got another, <laughs> I got another <laughs> one. Do we got time? It's TJ Baird's story.
1: Uh, sure, I it. was actually,
2: uh, when I thought of the TJ Baird uh, Blair Straw story, I actually thought this line was used at that particular occasion, but it wasn't. It was on this occasion. And Scott, you were involved in this one. Yes. Oh, great. We were at the CCA Finals. <laughs> and oh, And the boy. Canadian Finals started um, the next weekend. So TJ and I had to be I think we had to be in Edmonton Tuesday to do some PR, but TJ had a court appearance um, that he had to attend. And here's the best thing. He ran into an accident while he was drinking. Like there was an yeah. accident in progress and he drove into it. <laughs> yeah. So that's what his court appearance was about. So that's funny enough as it is right there, right? That's so. a
1: scary, yeah, that's a wake up Anyway, <laughs>
2: we, uh, we had a large time at the banquet Sunday night in Lloydminster. Used to be a real good time always. And then we carried on at the Tropical Inn, I think, Scott Till well five <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah anyway yeah anyway we load up i had caught a ride so it was tj and i traveling um to edmonton so he can't he's a disaster he's an absolute disaster in fact he's wearing running shoes a pair of black wind pants and a plaid cowboy shirt i remember it and tj if tj didn't have a shower every single day it looked like he combed his hair with a piece of Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, I get him there. I, he, he's passed out the whole way and I find my way downtown Edmonton. This is prior to f- cell phones and GPSs. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't, you know, I had to actually look at a map and figure out where I was going to get my buddy to this court appearance. So he had to be there for, let's say it was one 30 or whatever it was for his court appearance. I pull up, and I was kind of pissed off at this time. You know how much patience I have driving around cities. And I was a bit lost in one-way streets in Edmonton. So I finally get there, and I remember slamming on the brakes when I get up out in front of the courthouse. And he kind of bounced his head off the dash and then banged it off the side window. He's like, look, what, what, what? And I'm like, here you go. And he looks at the courthouse, and he looks at me. And if you guys knew TJ with his hair and how he would have looked at that time, he looks at me and he says, "Well, I can't fucking go in there." And I'm like, "No fucking shit!" And I just floored <laughs> it <laughs> and went and checked into our hotel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't they, go in there. And I'm like, "No shit, they'll lock you up." <laughs> I, I I know how TJ felt leaving Lloyd because your dad, like Ryan, give me a ride home from Lloyd to PA. That and I got same the- night that day. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got in the front seat. And he was driving and we got about a mile east of Lloyd and I tried to tell him something or ask him oh. something and like, couldn't even really function. He just gave me the desk there and said, shut the fuck up and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I slept the rest of the day home. Uh,
0: yeah.
4: Uh, yeah, I think uh, TJ,
2: we checked in there Monday afternoon, somewhere downtown. I forget where our hotel was and. Ordered Slept. pizza and wings, and yeah, he didn't wake up till the next, like it was Tuesday afternoon sometime. Uh, what goes. a disaster! I I always like that van you're talking about that TJ drove. That blue? Did he not? Call yeah, it, it was Vanna. the blue one, Vanna. Well, yeah. the, well, he wrecked Vanna. the The original <laughs> Vanna was the reason he was going to court because it was a that nice white. Um, it was kind of pimped out actually. He had a, I think he had a little bed in the back and some captain's chairs. It was nice. And that's, he didn't have it for, I don't think he had it for 30 days and he drove it right into an accident. (laughs) So then he got the blue one yeah the blue one he had like 16 inch tires on that except for the front left steering tire was like a 14 inch <laughs> <laughs> he come wheeling in this lop side i'm like what's up with your van oh shit burns i couldn't find a tire to fit this is the only one that could fit oh god yeah. uh fucking perfect
1: okay i like those good sunday scaries for you um our next segment of the uh full pro and amateur hour Jason, I just got a picture of you that we got to go out on and we got to talk about once this is done. But this next segment brought to you by Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan is home of the award winning Ram truck. They're the brand you trust to haul a trailer load of rank bulls along with your crew up front in the cab. Whether you want to go check fences or tailgate outside the next PBR event, the boys at Riverside Dodge have the right truck for you. Riverside Dodge is not only the dealer of choice in northern Saskatchewan, but also sells and services all across western Canada. Go see Ty and the gang at Riverside Dodge for a fair, no bullshit deal on your next truck and tell them Tanner, Scott, or Jason sent
2: you. Riverside Dodge.
1: Prince Albert is the official truck dealership and sponsor
2: of the NFP podcast. What? I'd be careful about what picture you're about to put up. because No, it's not. You'll
1: like it. I'm not putting it up, or I'm not oh, sure. Okay, I just okay. have to. It's uh, one of our listeners sent it to me. Oh. And um, yeah, we'll do it right oh, now. Actually. Okay. I was
2: getting right on the defense here because I've got a couple <laughs> of both of you. Um,
1: no, no, no. Yeah. Let's keep those ones to yourself. Here's an article from a piece of paper and it's yeah, you. Yeah. That's Looks like the... maybe Saskatoon.
2: And that's Kaching bing
1: Okay, and the title of it reads, "Bullfighter Loses Pants, Wins Event." <laughs>
2: yeah. I did win, but that that day just the adventure set that in. Did he? Yeah, said he that was, very was good uh then. when I was talking about Lee and I, Lee Bellows, and your dad that's actually it. had to bail me out. That's the that's the sequence. Nice. There's actually more. There's about 18 of them. Oh, right cool. from the calf shoots to the bucking shoots that both carried me along. Was yeah. that the one that untied your shoes? Yeah, but that was a different that was a different sandbox though. Different that sandbox there is in Saskatoon, and and the time he untied my shoes was in uh, Edmonton. <laughs> Kelly Lacasse said, "Boy, you got to harden up them legs." <laughs> I'm like Kelly, I trained, man. That bull just whipped me.
1: I trained, man. I trained. Oh, so, um, God. so yeah, we will. I'll post that one out there because that's a pretty good one. You can see that it hooked you right out of your – just out of your, out of your base, yes, out of my trousers. Like, yeah, but you're good. Uh, Justin a- Laventure, too. We got a shout out. He had a good bull at that Futurity. He went second in the faturity and uh, last weekend in So shout out Justin. Our, we talked about him on the show with that wreck that he got in, and then he sent this stuff over. And uh, you get to run into him again. He also got smoked in the fucking face. A young calf jumped <laughs> jumped up in the air in the chutes, and he went to, like, block it. And this thing fucking hit him right between the eyes. And, I mean, downed him. And he, they got him back up and then leaking from his nose underneath of his eye, like, bleeding. And then just wore it. Just kept flanking and doing what he had to do. Oh, yeah.
2: He's cowboy.
1: Face. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I've heard some good airplane stories about that guy. I oh. don't know them all, like, but I've heard, he's a pilot, eh? Like, yeah. he used to, he used it's to crop crop test.
1: Oh, yeah. But I hey, heard, I, He's listening. Yeah. Let's get him to send in some heat. <laughs> yes. That guy would have some of the best Sunday scary stories i bet, met out there. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, well, he... one of them
2: was at Scott Burns' house, just yeah. uh, east of Wainwright in my brand new Duramax. Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. Scott, yeah, had you have... a, had a gooseneck. I slept through it all. I was down in that dungeon of a basement of yours, sleeping nicely with my bride. <laughs> and uh come out come outside and my duramax is up on this gooseneck trailer that's not hooked up to anything and i thought okay well they're fucking around but then i found out no you should have seen how fast it went up that trailer to get on there oh yeah you should, like, have seen, you should have seen how many brake torques your truck did on highway fucking 14 <laughs> thanks justin
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll get him to. Oh, well. I don't know if. if hopefully, I'll send them in. But yeah, he'll have some great stories. That crew of guys was. I grew up watching them. They were Wildcats, so they'd be perfect. That'd be, we, Justin might be a good guy to get on this pod, man. Some of the shit. The wall. next, the next hey? Epi.
2: The next Bobby. Epi. I, I. I got a full pro, and I got a Sunday scary. One has to do with him and that same party, and the other one has to do with Jason. So we'll hear it next time.
1: Okay, do you want to do the full pro right now? Because you could do the full pro right now if you want.
2: No, that's fine. You're we'll good? Save it up.
1: Yeah. Okay, my full pro this week is is um, efforts. Bull rideies, bull riding especially. Efforts, putting out the effort to get letting it all hang out. Uh, this came to me because I watched a video the other day of Mike Ostashek from like a couple years ago in the practice bin. And he is, we'll post the video of it. He's like completely vertical. It went pretty viral. He's up in the air. The only thing that's touching him is his hand. And he just still would not say, well, gets back in the middle somehow. It's the craziest recovery I've ever seen. And then Stetson Wright's video when he was a young kid and that bull him whipped down and he rode his head for like three rounds. You've seen that, Jason, and then sits back up and, and rides him. I think that is absolutely full pro and it's going to take you to these next levels that it's needed when you just will not give up. Right, get those whistles. Try your ass off. I feel like that is full pro. Look at McBride winning the world on oh yeah, camo. Off the side. Just not let go. Right, that that effort. I feel like it. Lots of guys are worried about like looking stupid, and you feel like oh you're out of place, and they jump off. You look so fucking terrible when you jump off when you land on your feet. Just put out the effort. Hang on tight. It's gonna pay off in the long run. That's full pro to me. When you see, you can probably.
2: I haven't looked back. I don't remember because I don't scroll through uh Instagram or anything, but. When Stetson was, like, before he was a pro, I was following him on Instagram. You know, obviously, I had Ryder and Rusty. They were all competing at the NFR and whatnot. And Stetson was just running around the elevators in Las Vegas for 12 days doing whatever as a 16-year-old. Anyway, I got watching those videos. And um, we didn't, you know, I kept on asking Cody if he was going to ride bulls or be a bronc rider. And he's like, I, I think he's just riding bulls now because, you know, it's something to do at these high school rodeos and whatnot. And I, you know, every video I watched, there were those, you know, the ones with the big holes inside, like this welly, yeah. no kick. And and I'm like, Cheers. fuck, I don't know if I've seen this kid fall off one of these pieces of shit yet. Like if you can stay on that, like what happens when they kick and actually help you around there a little bit. And, and that's kind of when I noticed what I saw in that kid back then. Like he just, he will do whatever it takes scratch and claw like you said to stay in the middle yeah. and, uh, and I don't know off, if they're bro. still on there but if you go back to prior to him being a pro and watch some of them bull riding videos they're gross They're because oh, those bulls were not fun yep. I, I, I agree with you and, and you need the kick uh, to help you out but in some cases what happens when they kick and help you out is they fucking whip you down and send you to the ambulance <laughs> <laughs> we're just laughing at ourselves (laughs) (laughs) because I was there Uh, you're golden. Oh, it's good that he was a muley. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> wow. And fat muley, too. He actually had some rolls on his right on the top of his head that probably saved your nose from getting splattered all over your face.
4: Oh, <laughs>
2: uh, okay. Uh, um, uh, Scott rode bulls like he fought. He led with his nose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay uh amateur hour oh there's so many of these anymore people keep sending them in one that um one that clocks up on to me was um in um, some of these summer professional associations they're deciding now that an ambulance is not needed at events so yeah i don't know if it's actually happening or not but if that's rumor and even if people are talking about not having the proper health care or an ambulance first responder at the events that's the biggest yeah, that's getting sent down for sure. That is one of the most needed absolutely. things. We've seen it used a million times at different bull ridings, rodeos that I've been at. It's saved lives, and it is most dangerous sport in the world. You need to have that there, right? That is absolutely insane if some of these places are thinking they can't do it. Lots of them, there. there's a rule in the rules that you yeah. have to have it. Right, PBR, lots of associations. It's an instant rule that there has to be an ambulance on site to, to do anything to do any part of the event. But I think some of these associations maybe don't have that rule in place. But I'll you mark my words, you're going to regret that not having an ambulance there.
2: I agree 100%. And we've sat and waited halfway through performance for another ambulance, you know, because it's been unfortunate the odd time that an ambulance has to leave. We got to wait till another one's on site before we can go again, which is that's. That's awesome. Like, that's the way it should be. Um, Talking with Brandon Tommy from the Ty Posman sports medicine team, um, with the Canadians coming up with the Canadian high school finals, he said, we can handle 90% of what goes on in that arena, like Mm -hmm. whether it's injury, whatever. But he said, there is that 10%. He says, we're not qualified to, you know, open an an airway. There is it's going to happen where you'll because we we were wondering the same thing if if one went with the other and he's like no absolutely you need an ambulance need them both.
1: Yeah, 100%. yeah for sure 100%. Yeah. sports med team helps us 100 like you say but there's those times when the only thing that can help somebody is an ambulance even if that's just getting them on the stretcher and getting them to the hospital right Yeah. or making sure. the call for stars to come in you know you need yeah. that there at all times and like i, I can't say,
2: believe it's being discussed yeah it's
1: 2023 right fuck me yeah. like so that is full-on getting sent down for all the companies or events or things that maybe you're trying to save a buck by not having an ambulance on site uh it's gonna cost you morally more than anything at some point i promise you that so make sure to have the proper uh health around at all times during events so that one's the full amateur hour for this one uh, you guys think it's more of those because those have been uh, I like those. I like uh we get to call some shit no, out. We I get, get some good Sunday stories. Yeah, uh, I, know. I know. I like those. I, don't know uh,
2: I know. I can't, I can't wait till next MP. I got a good one. You got it some good ones? Do, yeah, it has to do with my co-host too. So it's Awesome. awesome. Me. Yeah.
1: Okay, we got Aaron Roy on the pod today. We're going to get to him right away here. Better
2: not have anything to do with kinder sleep.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> now it's, now it has to. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Good. Well, we can change it up. No, no, we'll <laughs> just keep that one.
1: <laughs> uh, fuck. Aaron Roy joins us today, though, a true legend of the sport in Canada. I think it was a good chat with Aaron. Uh, I think people are going to like to hear from him and kind of his mindset. I think the thing that stands out to me is, like, when he gets his mind on something, that's what he's doing, right? And there's no changing it. And <laughs> when he gets an opinion towards something, he stays on it. We hear the CCA final story and he's been like that throughout his whole career. And I think that's why he's been able to, you know, to have the longevity that he's had with everybody wondering why he's still riding, why he's still doing it. And he goes into that, but it's, he does what he wants to do and that's what he's going to do.
2: I I think what I took from the whole thing was just when he made the comment of I ride bulls. Cause I love it. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to, I've, I have accomplished you know, everything I want to accomplish, but I just love getting on bulls. And that's the passion you know, that everybody needs. Yeah. And he, they had it as kid. Like we were around those kids lots, right? They grew up in Asquith. So Matt first, obviously, and Nathan, and they did. They just, they just craved it. Um, really, Matt, Matt was the start of 3D Bull Riding's agency. He really was. Matt was the very first guy that we, that I did this, some work for. I remember the first year I did it for nothing and I was just like, Matt, this is kind of work. And he's like, well, figure it out because I can't do it. Yeah. Um, when I retired, I had you know all my partners that had been working with me and I was just like, shit, this is a shame that we can't do something with this. And I talked most of them into participating with with Matt and then on to Aaron.
1: And that's the thing, you guys are from the same town, grew up in Ascot together, and so we have a lot of ties with them. So it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's fun to, to hear from them and a lot of people don't get to know Aaron and didn't get to know Aaron, whether he was in the U.S. for all those years or Canada for all those years. So, yeah, it's exciting. I'm excited for everybody listening and and uh, give us your feedback on that one. Uh, housekeeping items before we go to that uh, interview. Jake Gardner wins third at the George Paul. That's a pretty amazing nice. feat for uh, for, uh one guy, Jake. And
2: two rodeos on the weekend. Didn't he win Kananaskis and Tabor?
1: Yeah, I think he split one and one one. So hot man, he's coming back from that shoulder injury that he got. I know he'd Lesteridge. rather win
2: one that had a couple more zeros in the paychecks.
1: Yeah, George Paul. Sage Kimsey wins that. So look out. And uh they just announced also Sage and a bunch of those guys are gonna come in for the for the draft, draft. for PBR yeah. draft. So Josh Frost. Yeah, Sage, um Tyler Bingham, uh there was a full crew. I think Maverick Potter, lots of those rodeo guys, Trey Kimsey. That uh, didn't come over last year they're all coming in so that's going to make that draft super interesting and that's good to see i'm thinking probably for the carolina cowboys that made that trade they're going to have a, a good pick now for number one pick for sure so we're still waiting to see if stetson goes over there too not happening. news
2: not this year no we made that call last week actually
1: so that's we can announce that on here he's not yeah teams? yeah
2: no stetson is not so it's looking Declaring like Sage
1: Kimsey, probably number one pick that's going to go to the Carolina Cowboys. We'll see how that plays yeah. out here next week. Well, we will go to our interview, but before we do this.
2: Before we do, yeah. is is Scott trying to look like Stevie Wonder right now, or what's he up to?
1: <laughs> he is Stevie Wonder.
2: <laughs> Fucking Corey Hart, wear my sunglasses at night, boys. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Okay, for the biggest moments under the brightest lights in the biggest situations, get hooked up. Hooked Up Enterprises is a creative partner for Western sports and beyond, providing customized arena wear for some of the rodeo's most elite athletes and state-of-the-art arena display products for some of Western sports' most prestigious events. They are the official in-arena gear of the NFP podcast. Find out more at www.get-hookedup.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Stand up, stand out, and stay hooked. I just talked to Brent the other day. He got me a cool uh, outfit for Brinson for the Elkridge PBR battle or uh, eight seconds at the Ridge Elkridge. I was thinking Humboldt battle of the bulls the following weekend. That's where Scotty's coming into play tickets for both those events. June, June 9th and 10th is Elkridge. June 16th is Humboldt. So all you people around this area, get your tickets while they're still out there shaping up to be cool events. Our boys here from the NFP podcast. We'll be at them. Then we got Brandon. We got a whole bunch of events coming up. It's about to get busy, about to get kicked off. So follow along on our socials, see what everybody's up to and then we'll be back here in a couple weeks to do this again. Thank you, listeners. We love you. Now, here is our interview with Aaron Roy.
2: Two years ago, we weren't sure this guy was going to come back from injury and maybe even be able to ever walk again, much less compete at this level and do it inside of the top 35. Yeah, no doubt about it. Broke his back two years ago. Here we are. We said that we
4: have
1: a man that we call the greatest of all time. He is an 8-time World
2: Finals qualifier, a 3-time PBR Canada National Champion, and he just went 4 for 4. I want you to stand up and salute the one and only Aaron Roy.
1: Our guest today is an 8-time PBR World Finals qualifier, a 17-time PBR Canada National finalist, a 3-time Canadian champion. Eight times he's been to the Global Cup for Team Canada and the first Canadian in history to cross the million-dollar mark in PBR earnings from Yellow Grass, Saskatchewan. It is Aaron Roy. Hey, Aaron, hey, what's up, buddy? Oh,
3: nothing. Sunshine and warm day out there, finally.
1: It's good to have you on here, man. It's been a little bit of back and forth. We've been trying to get you for a long time now. You're a busy man. You've been working, scheduling conflicts all around, but we finally got you.
3: Yeah. It's nice good. Hat. It is, it is. I'm waiting for my new one, but somebody got a little uh, party happy in Lethbridge and gave it away on me.
1: <laughs> Who did that? Jason? Oh. Uh,
2: it's
3: ketchup nuts over there.
2: Yeah, the same guy that didn't make it home till Monday. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that. I stopped at Jason's the other day. and We were talking about the leader of the ship there not making it home. Fuck, that's an awful feeling. Mm. Hey, <laughs> so work. you mentioned Yellowgrass, Saskatchewan. For A-Raw, but for our listeners, Aaron and I both come. were raised in the town of Asquith.
1: The metropolis.
3: Oh, boy. Worked for the big Glen back in the day. Yeah, he worked for my old man. You guys used to ride all his horses all the time. Yep. That no shit. Yeah. That was good.
2: Yeah, that was great because that meant I didn't have to.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I never once seen you out there either. Well, I was gone. You guys were
2: quite a bit younger than me. So I was yeah. when I turned 18, I was I was literally graduated on Friday, moved out, well, party for two days, and then moved out my one suitcase and a few things I had Monday morning. <laughs> and then and then partied for the next 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, 13. 13. Oh.
1: Aaron, that's where I want to go back to off the start due to the fact that you moved to Asquith, but we have, you know, we have American listeners. We have Canadian listeners. We have listeners that have no idea about bull riding. Obviously we all go back a long ways, but for everybody that doesn't know kind of your story, which is why we're here is to tell it, let's go to it, man. Ask with Saskatchewan, but your parents, not rodeo people, anything like that, right?
3: Yeah, no, my, uh, they both grew up on little farms, kind of. and moved to the city when they were young, um, no rodeo background at all a little bit of farming on my mom's side but uh yeah just had a neighbor that got us into it and i had two older brothers that rode uh one that attempted to ride and got in a wreck took the steer wrestling side of it but yeah we all kind of followed in Matt's footsteps
1: so what brought them to the to the farm in the first place being city kids just want to raise their kids outside of town or they want yeah, to change a lifestyle
3: i think so they lived in regina for a bit. Uh, and then moved up. Dad got a job with the government up in Saskatoon and kind of moved out to the farm. And that's where got some horses and carried on from there.
1: Who was I the guy? that do oh, you? Was it Jason? No, you're good. I just wondered who was the neighbor that got you into it. Obviously, it uh, that guy. A full yeah, career. Kelly Hiltz. No shit. Yep. Oh, my goodness. And then he took you fencing.
3: <laughs> Not
2: Kelly. Not Kelly. Sorry,
1: um, what were you going to say, Jason?
2: I was just going to ask. Like, how did, yeah, what? What was the? Did you guys decide you're going to be steer riders? I don't know if I've ever even had this conversation with. But I just always remember it, you guys rodeo.
3: Yeah, I don't know how it came along, but like Kelly used to ride a little when he was younger, and we'd always go and help his dad at the pasture taking out cows and stuff. And I think it just came up one time, and Matt wanted to try it. And once we all kind of seen it, we all wanted to do it. You ref, you referred to it I'm earlier. Glad you
2: did you re- referred to it earlier, Matt? You know, he was kind of the we'll say in the bull riding side of it the he started it all basically would
3: you say yeah yeah he d- definitely did and uh he's still kind of it's kind of who I try to model my riding after the way he rode i remember watching when i was little and he always helped me out quite a bit and i still don't think i can ride as good as he ever did and ever will
2: yeah he hey, he was well, super talented and yeah. uh i was and this was during covid when i was looking through some stuff um you'd be young and, it was, and nathan was there Matt was first, Nate was second. think Matt won like eighty three thousand dollars. And this would be what year? Two thousand and three? Yeah,
3: that'd yeah, be two thousand and three and then he took a year off, I think. And then he came back in two thousand five and I was riding that year.
2: Yeah, eighty three grand in the yeah. PCB would be like, well, what you know, one point two million. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just four. wait, Jason. Plug yeah. your
1: microphone in. Oh, you're cutting
0: yeah. out, yeah.
1: Aaron. We yeah. had this fucking ordeal with Jason <laughs> for the first fifty five episodes. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Jason did fifty five pods before he figured it out. Fuck. Now, now he's got a, like, it.
1: Then it shouldn't cut out. He's like, he's gonna sound so much better. Oh, I yeah. it's the clearness.
2: Yeah. yeah Okay. So back in the day, speaking of Matt Roy, Austin Beasley and Kelly Armstrong loaded them up to take him down to some enterprise events. Back then, there was the Humps and Horns, the Enterprise Tour, and the U.S. Smokeless Challenger Series, plus the Bud Light. So there's actually four tiers of PBR bull riding back then. <laughs> He went down on that winter run. I forget how long he was gone. I don't know if you know this one, Aaron, but he was like gone for three or four weeks to a month, rode every single bull. He got on down there and never made any money. Yeah. It was 76s and 78s. And he's just like, why would I go down there? Can't make any money. And yeah. then he stayed up here and just died. Yeah, he
3: actually got on tour. Oh and yeah,
2: he did, right? he did. But that year, that yeah. first year, he didn't. And then we had enough events up here. Yeah. Where
3: yeah, Matt was on tour for yeah, how he, many years? Uh just one. He got on that tour and he made he made the short round at every event he went to, and he drew the same bowl at every event in the short round. Was it coyote? It was night moves. Night moves? I remember getting on coyote big, one time, Big huge black thing. And yeah, he said he couldn't could never get him snapped. Yeah.
1: Uh, before the
2: draft. Fuck.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like he rode
3: neon Knights one time. And yeah. Oh no shit. Yeah.
2: So what did Matt he not, was, Matt was right. You'd be too small, Tanner. I remember riding riding steers in the
1: CCA when he was when he was riding bulls. No. And yeah, he didn't fall off. He didn't no,
2: fall I, off.
3: I remember going, my, I think it was my first PBR Canada event in Stettler. And I drew just a nice spinner, jumped out there, and I spurred him. I was 82 points. And uh Matt came out on this bowl of Kelly's, I think, and he sunfished straight sideways and he didn't leave the square. And I was I just looked at everybody else. And I'm like, how do you compete with him? Like, how do you win? Uh, I, just, yeah. I didn't go to the next two events because I couldn't beat him.
2: Uh-huh. Well, that that I should have grabbed that program, the PCB standings that year, whatever he was at eighty some thousand. I think second was eighteen thousand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not shitting. It was that it was that much of a blowout Domination. for two consecutive years. I think. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of Kelly Armstrong bulls, one of the best bull rides I think I watched you make. Did you ride? The black white face at, under pressure at East End, East End. away First from your head out of the and shoots yes yes yeah. rank rank you remember that and then up to
3: do the to yeah I don't <laughs> remember that part I don't remember yeah. that
2: part I just remember like yeah. yes <laughs> that's what we need to sell tickets right there <laughs> <laughs> um I just kind of because both you and Tanner have been on tour and uh, I had a conversation with Matt one time and and you can correct me if I'm wrong and. But he just – he did not – he had all the talent in the world, could have went anywhere, but he just did not like the travel. Am I fair? Is fair to yeah,
3: that? Yeah, he did not like traveling at all. Like, he'd go in Canada, and he hated traveling, hated even having to work. Yeah. There's work to be done, he'd rather stay home and do that than go 10 minutes down the road to a bull ride.
2: Yeah, because he told me that that time. He said, I'd rather fence five miles of fence line than I would, you know, sit on a, in an airport, get on a plane, go down to an event. Yeah. And do the same thing coming back
3: he yeah he he hated
1: it yeah Yeah. that's fucking saying something so he's like the oldest Sutter brother that could have been like way better than all you fucks but he stayed
2: (laughs) (laughs) better than all you fucks oh i tried it i tried to get him back i did i tried to get him back when he well when he started going to some cca rodeos remember he was packing the kids around and then just out of nowhere started entering the bull riding again and I'm like, come on, come to one, come to Saskatoon. It's not even far. I'll get yeah. you an Uber. I'll pay for the Uber to come <laughs> get you.
3: <laughs> no
2: doubt.
1: And he got hurt, did he not, though, Aaron? Like, what, what, yeah, he. he uh, well,
3: he had shoulder problems, dislocated his shoulder a few times, and then he uh, broke his scaphoid in his riding hand, too. So, yeah.
1: yeah. The Cody Snyder, damn it all.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay, well, we can get off Matt, but yeah, that was something that I did <laughs> want to bring up. We got, went, went to it right off the hop, but that was kind of goes back to your youth though, right? And a guy that you looked yeah. up to and probably tried to form your style after, like you said, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. uh in those early days, how was it that the the four brothers? I wonder how your, your dad and your mom handled it, a bunch of you crazy kids mm-hmm. running around riding steers. Like you guys had a school bus at one point that you guys all yeah, traveled yeah. in Their and That yeah.
3: yeah. One brother Steve and he ended up buying a school bus and that's what he hauled his steer wrestling horse around to the rodeos and we jump in there and just have a party every weekend. <laughs> and then thank, high thank school you, rodeo uh,
1: too right all you guys like
3: oh yeah right, everybody except for Matt high school rodeo yeah uh, yeah and other How events How far apart too. are you and nathan two years two, year?
2: two yeah. years yeah did you guys get into some good greasy scraps out there at the ranch yeah, yeah some really, really <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah. who's the toughest then it's hard don't to lie. say don't lie
3: um i'd say the toughest out of them all is probably steven
2: yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. A bulldog, right? Fuck. Got that yeah. strength.
3: Did yeah. you guys like throw down like oh right... yeah, full full on fist fights? Nice. <laughs> I like to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah there's right. some, some pricey dental bills sometimes. Yeah.
2: Any brothers that didn't have fist fights, I you know what? That's the problem with <laughs> the world. Today. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's not enough of that anymore. Yeah. More fist fights. You gotta go yeah. about
1: it. What about the other events that you did? Because I've heard that you were a pretty handy bronc rider. I know Nathan was a good uh, bareback rider. Was that kind of like a rule within the family? You couldn't just go and ride bulls? You had to try everything? Or did you guys uh, want to no, do it? No, not
3: really. Mostly when you went to high school rodeos, you didn't want to just go there for bull riding. So you kind of picked up something else.
2: Because you yeah, had to I, be there for five hours? So you thought you might yeah, as well do a couple, yeah. three events? instead of <laughs> yeah. <just> five. wait.
3: <laughs> five? What are you talking about? Five? Yeah, yeah I team rolled Still quite a bit. And then, uh, yeah, I rode Bronx till college level. And then I started getting hurt more in the Bronx ride. And then I was bull riding and got on tour. And I kind of said, uh, yeah, school is not that important. And bronc Bronx is not that important. I'm going to pursue the bull riding side of the thing here. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because you were uh, your first PBR in Saskatoon. I think you won second, didn't you?
3: I think I won Saskatoon every year I went there, just about.
4: Not
2: well, bad. fair I think I, got,
3: I think I got on <laughs> yeah. the star every time I got it made the short round there
2: really Fuck. Yep. rang there's rocks there yeah what but a the, draw
1: the pure dominance yeah. that you had though for yeah. those those years was fucking wild um before we go to the uh, to the pbr days though what about when you were like 15 did you not change riding hands or 16 did not you start uh, as a lefty
3: it was actually my grade nine year in high school i uh just started riding one-handed that year uh, i was riding left-handed went to the high school finals and Thrown off awkwardly, my leg came over my arm and snapped both bones in my forearm. And got the casket on, ended up next weekend, put my right hand in the rope and haven't looked back.
1: No shit.
3: Did, I it, didn't feel,
1: that. did it just felt better or what was the well, reason? Just, why didn't you try to go back left or
3: it was this well, working I, good I enough? I did go back left when I was in college. I uh, kind of broke a couple fingers and I had to go to a Lethbridge PBR event. And I can't remember. I had some hard draw that Jason seems to think he always put in a draw. And uh, I like yeah, it. I didn't. Well, think I got to make you guys earn it. <laughs> I didn't think I could do it with my right hand. So I got on in the practice pen hand left handed and rode some spinner and got on. You and Robert
2: Bowers. You and Robert Bowers just switch hitters. Hey, wow. let's yeah. take, take it back a bit. So just to clarify, when you rode steers, did you ride two handed or one? I started two
3: handed.
1: Oh, yeah, you were a two-hander. You and Butters yeah. were, like, the ultimate two-handers. Couldn't buck yeah. you off. What was the – just because, like, you were big, I remember, too, riding two-handed, and Patty was really good at riding two-handed. Yeah. Your youngest brother, too, just didn't want to do my, the one-handed, or everybody was riding my,
3: two-handed. My theory with the two-hands, I still tell kids to ride two-hands when they're little. It, uh, it gets your strength up, teaches you how to stick your chest out, and gets your balance a lot better. And then once uh, yeah, you get – confidence is staying
2: on, too, maybe. Yeah. yeah.
3: And then once you get to the certain point, you have an idea of which hand you want to ride because you know which one you're lifting on more on the borrow. Oh, fair enough. No bad. Yeah, yeah.
0: I just
1: got so, fucking whipped down every time with two hands
2: and hit in the face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe that's why I am the way I am today. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was a burn thing, getting whipped down. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, so then you work your way up through it all. CCA championships, you were pretty dominant in those. I don't think you ever did win the bow ride, though, did you? You were
3: No, I won steer ride once, and... Uh, Never did win the board in the year I had a chance to win it. um, Had a bad call at the finals, and that year I told him I was done CCA and went straight to the PC oh team. let's – okay, here we go. Who yeah, was, who the was judge? it? Yeah. Let's call him you know, out. Uh, I don't even remember who the judge is. I think Kevin Grad might have been one of them. Um, I know Glenn Lipsett was the president. That's who I told I was done.
0: Ooh, what
3: was the call? What? what was the call? What was the
0: call? Well, set, set us
3: up. Oh uh, <laughs> pulling the gates. The rope up and it wrapped around me and pulled me right off my bull as I was riding. Didn't get a yeah, No rewrite.
1: <laughs> was it Kev's?
3: <laughs> it was uh, no, pickup man. <laughs> um, I can't remember what his name is. Oh,
1: shit
2: <laughs> would you been in Regina? Yeah,
3: first year in Regina for the CCA Finals.
2: McCloud or uh, oh, uh, big red-headed guy.
3: Uh, yeah, he picks up for Carl now, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
2: I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, and I can't think of his damn name. He used to ride bulls in the CCA back yeah. in my steer-riding days.
3: <laughs>
2: Kevin Smith?
3: Yes. <laughs> yep, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. They well, Kevin, if you're listening to you. this,
2: <laughs> the CCA <laughs> is going downhill thanks to your gate-opening skills, apparently. <laughs> and Aaron Roy has not <laughs> forgot. <fucking> five <laughs> years later,
1: <laughs> he doesn't forget. Well, it worked <laughs> out good for you because it made you go that next step, which. I yeah, think you probably touch on it a lot too. Like a lot of those guys around that time didn't really go on to the to the next step. Like a guy like Vinny even took a long time, a lot of years, rode in the CCA till he was like 25, 26 before he yeah. got on tour and stuff like that, right? Even uh your brother yeah, there's, stuff like that.
3: There's a lot a lot of guys that you're that age or whatever that should have been going higher than they what they were and they never never wanted to leave. Yeah.
1: You'd probably touch on the, some of those guys too, like in that era that were uh that were going there was like you and um, jesse who else was there on that time vinny um, vinny
3: zane yeah uh, bobby stevens craig yeah i remember going to the csa finals if you weren't 85 points at the finals you weren't pulling a check
1: yeah the good days um and then then you went pbr and and what was the reasoning not to go rodeoing at all? Lots of guys up here in Canada, they do both the PBR Canada and the uh, CPRA usually. And uh, then uh, maybe go to both throughout the year. You've strictly focused on the PBR.
3: Yeah, I just, uh, after I was done CCA and kind of high school rodeo, and I was just, I was ready to be done with rodeo. Um, I hate sitting around, with especially when I'm done bronc riding and stuff. I hated sitting around waiting for the bull riding to come. Like, Calgary Stampede was hard for me. I just will fall asleep in the locker room waiting for that bull riding to start, and that's a pretty fast rodeo. <laughs> so, yeah, I like going there and just it being bull riding, and it's my turn to go. Yeah. Should so I start
2: putting you at first? Yeah, <laughs> first Do you want well, to be I've, the gunner?
3: The amount of rear rides I get, you might as well. I get to the go, like, <laughs> box in one day.
2: One One of <laughs> How many did you get in Red Deer? Five? Four? Four? I had
3: uh, four options, yeah. Nice.
1: Oh, yeah, you can put him out first, and then he'll crack gates because he needs to stay busy yes, the whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get some work out of that guy. He is um, good for helping. You say, Aaron, hey, you're always right there. Yeah, always I'm true. always, always going right
3: to jump in the back pens, do whatever. Bro. Yeah,
1: Especially when I don't have anybody to help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shh,
2: Tanner. Yeah, don't yeah. worry. That'll come after 10 years of producing events. Tanner, yep. you actually remember that you need strip and shoot, gate <laughs> openers, and an outgate guy.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: But with you, Aaron, you talk about that and you, and like you like the atmosphere of the, the bull riding side of things, but I've seen you go to like some of the smallest bull ridings in the world and without it, you know, it's not very pumping and we can all talk about being at the highest level and like how much your motor gets running and then you go back to some smaller ones. You'll go to like open bull ridings or practice pens and still make some of the the best rides in the world. So is that what it is? Like just the slow pace yeah. of the yeah, just... rodeo or yeah.
3: Yeah, I just, it's slow pace. bull and it just, I love bull ride. I love getting on them, I love, love watching it, so it's, when I go there and if I'm just hurt or watching it, it's still, I want to get on, so I want to go, go everywhere I can, if I can make it, and then when I'm there, I'm there to do my job, so it's not going to just half-ass it and get on just for shits and giggles, I'm going there to win money and do my best.
1: What's the mindset like for, for you when you're, when you're rolling into say the practice pen, is there like a routine that you go through or is it a different routine than when you're out of bull riding, like a big.
3: No, I do. I do everything the same every time I get on. Um, if you change it when you're getting on, even if you're rushed, it's, it's going to mess up your whole ride pretty much. So you might as well take, take everything the same every time you get on. Mm -hmm. Scott, did you do it all like when you (laughs) used to tie your hand back in the day? Did you have a little ritual? What was your pregame,
2: Scott? My pregame? Yeah. A couple quick stretches, flip my fucking mullet back, (laughs) strap my hand in there and look around to see where the fucking ambulance was. Because I was going to need it. (laughs) Hey, can you put that below the left-hand delivery? I know it's usually a right. Why? Because the ambulance is over closer to the left-hand side. Yeah. and you're right aaron i didn't ever change anything up yeah so it was never did Might <laughs>
3: what's working yeah <laughs> i
2: don't know if it was working but <laughs>
3: yeah. so
1: did you start up here or did you hop in with matt or how did you get going down to the u.s i uh, know web-
3: i actually when i started going out to pcbs and stuff um i think the first year i went out it was i was in with bobby stevens vince and zane yeah And then uh, when I got out there, I never really, I never traveled with Matt too much. I think I went to maybe four events with him and went with Nathan quite a bit. But other than that, I was kind of on my own or jumping in with other guys.
2: Yeah, you guys didn't, it seemed like Matt was, how much older is Matt than Nate? Three years. Yeah. So Matt was almost done before Nate was going hard. Really, Matt's career was short. It was short. Last
3: year, Matt rode, I think I went, I was going with him because I was working with him. So we went to a couple events and then he blew his shoulder out twice and he never did go again. And Nathan was always gone rodeo. And so I didn't even bother to jump in with him.
2: Yeah. That's funny. Nate was really <laughs> focused on rodeo there for yeah. a few years. Yeah. yeah. Cause I remember took the trying to, to get him, trying to get him mm-hmm. to come. Yeah. So then when
1: you start heading South, was it on your own as well? Kind of the pioneer <laughs> I've always talked or you know, different guys have talked like there's been guys that have went down and, and done it. Right. But you, you were kind of like one of the first ones to just like strictly go down there, really focus on and get on tour, stay on tour as a Canadian guy, and that's what you did, like a Luke Snyder, like strictly PBR, got on tour, stayed there for a long time. Um, what did you Eight go by years. yourself? What drove you? What was the what's the backstory behind all that?
3: Yeah, like when I got on tour, I can't remember. It was right after the World Cup in Australia. Um, got on tour, and I think uh, Schiffner and Bo were down there. So I kind of jumped in with them for the first year. And I think I ended up the first alternate for the finals that year and started the next year. I was right in there. So I roomed with them when they were on tour. But then uh, kind of when Scott got cut or everything, I was on my own or rooming with Bo and Rocky all the time. And I was the only Canadian down there. I'd meet up with those guys when I got down there. And then it was just game on once we got down there.
2: The Jack Daniels boys.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that how you, Did they help you get in with the, the Jack Daniels stuff? Yeah, they... that's...
3: Pretty much yeah. how I got in there is uh, just going to all their signings with them and just hanging out and nothing else to do. So I'd go to the after parties and hang Drake out there. And, and, yeah, that year at the finals, they came up to me and asked me if I want to be part of the team. Yeah. Well, you
2: won a hundred thousand at the finals that year, though, did you not?
3: Uh, Isn't that
2: the year you? Year,
3: uh, yeah, the year finished fourth yeah. on the average. Yeah, yeah. Eight finals, is that correct? Yeah, eight finals. That's a pretty good resume. Yeah, not too sure. For first four years I finished in top ten at the finals too every year.
1: Yeah, it was like a record, right? For a little while of like making the
3: <laughs> making a short sure. round every You're third.
1: Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Even the blind squirrel gets some nuts every now and then. <laughs> Give us your best Rocky McDonald story, and that had to have been oh. just we all know Rocky, but you got to actually room with them and spend a lot of time with them. There's gotta be one or two that's sure.
3: There was a lot, but, yeah, I wasn't with them. I was already in Tampa, and they were flying from Texas somewhere. And, uh, yeah, I guess the plane ride wasn't very smooth, and they showed up at about the hotel about three, and they told me all about it, Rocky was singing, we're not going to make it over the intercom <laughs> on the plane, going through the turbulence, and everybody's freaking out. And, yeah, they got there at three, and we didn't go to bed the rest of the weekend, I don't think, we just stayed up and partied. <laughs>
2: I remember uh, one year at the PBR finals, they had a stand at Treasure Island and uh, Rocky, we were there early, like the Tuesday or whatever. Rocky comes through with a cart like you would get at Home Depot or Costco, you know, like mm-hmm. with the flat bottom with the four wheels on it, right full of Jack. Like it was full there. I don't, I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, well, we're here for a week. I'm like <laughs> okay fair enough like he looked at me like I was the crazy one well yeah. we're here for a week yeah fair enough
1: Rock. he used to drink Jack Daniels like water right and then he'd have like a oh, couple, yeah. couple beers and then be shit faced on a couple of beers yeah he you,
3: you wanted to leave the bar early you just started feeding him beer you got two <laughs> beer on and you were going home early yeah <laughs> that's crazy
1: uh, uh, I remember being a kid like a steer rider they came to PA one year and he was at there's actually my father-in-law's is where the ended up being, but that's where the after party was at. And he had a bottle of Jack Daniels and a bottle of water. And he just chugged the Jack Daniels and put it down and say, dehydrate. And then he'd grab the water <laughs> out the water. Rehydrate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <He> just, dehydrate. <laughs> rehydrate. He just kept doing it. <laughs> uh, so uh, while them, them years you were going down South, um, that is one point I always like to make three pbr canada titles while competing at 30 events in the u.s plus the the you know the touring pro events yep. at the time how many times were you runner up to pbr canada um, or three? two or three
3: oh i was runner up oh six um oh nine and 2011 i think yeah, that's pretty
2: amazing, really. When you when you do the math on it, because of how many events you missed up here, yeah. Um, even the years you did win it, you had to you had to take advantage when you did get up here and win, because of you know you you rode at half the events everybody else did, so made them count. Yes. Yep.
1: When you're on your game and you're riding at that level that you were riding at, right? Like you were like world champion contender style. And then when you come back home, there was just a different feeling of like confidence, right? Like you knew that you were at the highest level, you could ride anything that there was, you feel like at that level. So back home, you should be able to ride everything that's at home too. And you just kind of dominate. And I remember, you know, being younger and coming and cracking gates at places. And it was like, if you were there, you were like expected to win that event.
3: Yeah, definitely. Every time you come back, but my theory on is, I'm riding the best bulls in the world. So when I come back, yeah, Canada's got good bulls, and at that time they had maybe a handful that were good enough to go down there. So it was a practice then for me. It was easy; everything slowed down. I could think dur- during my ride, whereas in the states everything's happening fast and you got to react.
1: And just fucking dominated. I remember what was it? Etonia, El Nora. There was like three that one weekend, and I went to all of them. And I think you won all of them, and you weren't even in the standings. <laughs> and then you moved to like. Second or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, he's going to win it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but some cool times in Canada too, winning the truck when you rode Slash. Uh, is there some yep. highlight? What's the highlight? What's your favorite event up here, Touring Pro event that you got to go to oh. or still get to go to? And what's kind of a highlight moment for you up here? First ca- Canadian championship? Third yeah, one? Yeah,
3: first, first one is pretty cool. Um, I'd say the second one just because it was in Saskatoon Um, and I rode all my bulls that year. Uh, for event, I don't know. There's a lot I've been to over the years. There's a lot of cool ones to go to. I really liked the one they had at the Dakota Dunes. Mm-hmm. That uh, there was some pretty ranked guys there. I think I was. Oh my one God! One yeah. Sasquatch Shifner. Scott, was nine you'd nine. have been there. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Kate, yeah, did that you was... win that year? You rode Sasquatch. No, I got second at that event. Shifner beat we... me on Rockstar.
2: That's right, and yeah. uh Cord rode something there too. Yep. Didn't he yeah, did not? And Mike Lee. stayed on that was the one of the rankest championship rounds we've ever had 20 guys and seven back and i believe uh we rode eight in the long round and the seven back to the champion it was
3: yeah yeah that's sasquash that was a good bull ride i remember there and then Lashburn the last year they had it too yeah yeah in the rain when i rode um bag of hammers
2: Mm -hmm. bag of
3: hammers what about wanham that one
2: championship round up there. Didn't you get a yeah, 90 I was, and, a half yeah. and, and I got finish third? Yeah. And, he got, yeah. and he got fourth. And I got fourth. Well, it guys, happens, buddy. It happens. Dan, are you were just young? <laughs> you were too young then, but you know, you had Tyler Thompson, Aaron, you had Pankwitz, you had Best Plug, Torque. um, Schiffner, Torque. Yeah. Um, I don't want to leave anybody out. Jody Turner could, you know, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one yeah. um like QuickBanner good
3: yeah. Devin? bass bug, ah,
1: Fez, when he
2: showed up. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah no. when he showed up. <laughs> yeah. Devin Maisie too was one of the most underrated guys yeah. ever. Strapped their hand in one up here, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, that was a good time. Yeah, that was, was, was a good awesome. time to be a bull rider, yeah, bow riding then, promoter.
3: Yeah, that time we had uh, all the states that bordered Canada counted towards it too. That's right. Guys are going south. Yeah. I yeah, went to Bismarck you... one year and I was 89 and
1: 92 and a half and one fourth. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hey, I remember this. Uh, this is a funny story. I was uh, CCA rodeo and, and I was in the eye opening moment for me of like how real bull riding works. But I was in Weyburn and got a new Garmin Nuvi GPS's. This was before we had phones, <laughs> that's what I was getting was a new fucking GPS to throw in the old Lincoln Town car. And uh, probably cost more than the fucking Lincoln, but anyway. <laughs> And you were in the in the Walmart or wherever we were at and there's a bunch of us like kids and I'm like looking at you and I was like, hey, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, I just got back from Bismarck and it's like, oh, how'd it go? He's like, oh good, I was ninety-two in the short go. And I remember it's like me and Dakota Peterson and our jaws just dropped like what? Did you ride all in <laughs> that day?
3: Yeah, that was all in, yeah. Fuck. Just a legend. <laughs> legend. That was that was the year I like, got forth. I rode Blue Boy or whatever that bull's name was, the Chad Burgers for 89 in the long round and then him in the short round.
1: So when you got on tour that, those early years, you were there. We talked to uh, Hummer last week, and it was like, you know, and even like when Jesse first got on, same as you, it was like 35 of 35 were, yeah. we're in the bars, and it was a fun time and a party, and and uh bulls were a little different. Everything was a little different. But then your longevity of your career, you went through – Kind of the the old changes and then, you know, it was like Shivers and McBride, then to JB and you guys and then into Lockwood and now this younger generation and stuff. What's the biggest change do you that you think that's happened throughout the throughout just your time that you've seen? I
3: don't know. I think it's the the point system more than anything. You see more guys going through there. Um before we always got your ride score or whatever, you got those towards points and it made it a little easier to make those cuts. But uh I uh, know bull bullpowers changed quite a bit over the years too. Like you always had the big strong bulls and now you got lots of little fast bulls and there's a lot of changes going on and guys that know how to ride a lot better than before. It's not just old it's school. More technical right. now
2: more yeah. technical. Yeah. yeah.
1: Let's get into the injuries, man. Like it's, it's probably one of the most known parts about your career now. And we least...
2: have that much time.
1: Yeah. It's probably not the best
2: <laughs> way to go about oh, things, but What a, bunch of dicks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no
1: that's for me it's a compliment if i got hurt probably half as bad as you did the first time that your career was supposed to be over i wouldn't have came back but yeah the amount of couple. shit that you've had injuries you talked about breaking your wrist yeah. as a kid but you know the minor injuries we'll call them which would be like normal breaks and bones that, that guys go through you've had some seriously seriously major ones so first one that pops into my head is which we all thought was the career ender at the Calgary Stampede when you broke your neck. Let's walk through that. That that day, um, you know, we've had Bonner Bolton on here and, and life-changing stuff, all these different things. Did it, did you know that it was broken? Did well, weird thoughts yeah. run through your head? Walk us through this. This is fucked because you literally broke your neck. I
3: definitely knew something was seriously wrong. Like, when I come off there, I didn't know how bad of a wreck it was. I just knew something was wrong, and I looked up, and I could see those pre shoot shut on my legs, and I couldn't feel it. Fuck. So when when they opened it up, and I don't know, like Jason might have been the first guy to me. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was running the
2: shoots there. I remember you were folded up like a yeah. Miss Vicky's wish chip, like bad.
1: Because what happened? Up. He hipped himself and then it threw on. your Yeah, guy, yeah.
3: Right? Hipped yeah. myself and then he threw me right against the shoots and he come down and all he did was catch my pants with this dew cough. Yeah. And he just pulled me over and stepped on my face. And when the paramedics finally came to me, I was holding myself up. And the feeling had come back in my legs by then, but they were all worried about my face, and I couldn't get my mouth guard out to talk to them. And when I finally got it spit out, I pretty much yelled at them: "It's not my fucking face; it's something else." And that's when they brought the stretcher out. Yeah. Oh.
1: And did you? Did they know, or did you know? Like that, you. They They didn't
3: know. They kind of figured it. And then I was sitting in the sports med room, and I'm pretty calm, laying there, and Hallie's in there freaking out, and I'm trying to tell her, like, "Hey, you got to go in the locker room. My bags right here. Here's my wallet." And as I'm doing that, the sports med guy's feeling my back and he hits the spot where it's broken and he goes, does that hurt? I'm like, yeah, he touched me there again. I'm hitting you. He's like, Kate, you're on that ambulance and you're gone. And it wasn't, it wasn't an hour later. I was booked in surgery. I was in surgery already. Uh, was
1: was that key okay. to healing the surgery, getting into surgery that? Yeah. Course, they said
3: if mm-hmm. I would have been anywhere else, I probably would have been paralyzed. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. So
2: here's my question. Um, Uh, And that's fairly long into your career. We'll say that's a fair statement. Correct. Something I've always wondered. And obviously there was a question came to you, whether it was from Hallie, your wife or whatever, what you're, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, did anybody ever say when you decided to come back, let's put it there, you decide you're going to ride bulls again. Was there anybody or that said to you, why? Like, because from the outside looking in, like hear me out on this, from the outside looking in after that, why would Aaron Roy, the most decorated bull rider in Canada, want to go on and risk it again? I just want to pick your brain. I want to know what
3: you'd yeah, say. Yeah, no, me. it's there's lots of guys asked me why I was going back after being hurt. And I'd honestly said right there in the hospital, I was done riding bulls. Okay. And then after the surgery and stuff, my surgeon came and he asked me if I was going to ride again. I was like, well, I don't really think I can. And he's like well why not like you break it again all i gotta do is go in there and put new bars in Mm. and that kind of opened my eyes i'm like you mean i can actually do this again he's like yeah if it heals properly you can there's nothing stopping you yeah after then i just i took the physio pretty i my physio person in wayburn um was her grandpa or something was a bull rider so she researched a bunch of workouts for me to do and stuff and she wasn't clearing me till i could do nfl style workouts for training camps and stuff and once I got to clear, it was I called Jason. I think said, "Is there a spot for me at the finals?"
2: Yeah, yeah. and you. I remember you said, "Just well, don't put me in yet. I'm gonna get on a couple practice bulls." Yep. Were the Chris Johnson's bulls?
3: Yeah, I went up to Clear Sky Arena and it was just me there, Chris Johnson, and Hal. Yeah,
2: and I then I, I remember you calling me.
3: Yeah, I think I got said, "Yeah, me, I'm coming to come get on." And I said, "You got to bring me a just a nice practice one and one that's pretty bucky." So he brought me in there, and I got on the first one, and I, we have the video somewhere here. And that arena is dead quiet, and I ride in my bowl, I step off, and uh, all you hear from the far end of the arena is, are you okay? <laughs> and I just yell back, no, I'm okay. Are you okay? Yeah, uh, No <laughs> shit. I haven't have had no issues, yep. Huh? That's
1: yeah. fucking so wild and, and then just he comes waiting through. for something to fucking happen, yeah. right? Holy yeah. fuck.
2: i So the the minute your feet hit the ground getting off that first bull were you like, yeah, I'm in. I'm, I'm back,
3: bitches. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it uh, well let me finish. Go, he wasn't a very smooth bowl either. He was belly rolling, jump kicking, and yeah, I got off and there's no pain there, nothing. And I just yeah, I'm good to go. Right.
2: And then he comes to Saskatoon and wins the finals. Yeah. yeah. Not right. too shabby. <laughs> not like what was the pain of hogs you wrote? Trending. It a lot.
3: trend down, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, nailed it. And Way away from your miss. mitt, too. Started yeah. away from your hand, didn't he? No,
3: started into my hand and back away. And then yeah. finished
2: away, yeah. I've got that, actually, um, I don't know why, but I have that video on my, um, on my home screen for some reason. Um, I'm not sure. I think we made up, we must have put some stuff together to brag about your recovery the next year maybe is why i had those videos but no oh, that you feed was...
3: the rack every time in the intros yeah
2: <laughs> get you ready yeah. to go yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Just,
2: yeah just get you prime.
3: <laughs> fucking pump your tires yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah
1: uh so was it instant relief and then when you won the canadian or won the finals coming back yeah. was it just like okay
3: i'm gonna try to get back yeah. on
1: tour gonna stay in canada yeah, maybe take it I, uh,
3: full on yeah i went um i think. Went to two more events after that and then decided might as well use my events up and i think i went to lethbridge and got on seven dust in the long round oh, yeah. and just, he destroyed me and i flew from lethbridge to sacramento yeah and ended up finishing fifth at sacramento and i was back on tour for the year
2: and then broke your damn femur
3: Yep. I had one one full year, or two full years. That was the next year in Vegas?
2: I remember we landed. We landed. We had a couple years there,
1: yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how many texts. Oh, I hope Aaron's okay. Is he okay? I'm like, I don't know. I've just landed, and... You know, I don't think Felisco was around then, so you can't yep, search yeah, he was. Oh, was yep. he? Yep. Okay, yep. there was nothing tweeting or nothing, yep. and uh, I forget, finally somebody texted me. that. Uh, oh, it looked bad, which it was bad. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Tanner, it might have been you. You yeah, might have told me. I let yeah, the,
1: It was the first year in T-Mobile because they had all yep. the different outgates, and I was on the far end that wasn't being used at that time, but that bull ran down to the end that I was at because I was in the next section, and I opened the outgate to let him out on our yeah. side just because it was
2: it was there was there was it was a fucking panic because it was really yeah, yeah he really kind really of bad. fell right on you didn't he? yeah that that's oh. what
3: broke it is yeah he just oh. tripped on my legs and fell right on my leg yeah
2: and Jesus. oh yeah. Did you just, <laughs> yeah and you got it he got you right at the whistle too yeah
3: to probably win a pile point. of money yeah it would have been because i think there's only like four rides that night too yeah
1: so what was the extent of that one so we kind of jumped ahead but
3: that it, that one came back yeah Like I, like I said before, I'd way rather take breaking my back over breaking my leg anytime. The pain, the pain in my leg was unbearable. Uh,
2: I'll take your word for it.
3: So, (laughs) so let me go back to this.
2: So you're healed up. (laughs) (laughs) You're healed up. Does someone say
3: to you, (laughs) uh, are you going to ride again? You know?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No,
3: uh, yeah. The leg, the leg was bad. Like I come back from Vegas and, um, yeah, I think I was sitting in my chair just watching TV, and the, Hallie and the kids went up to aggravation to watch. And that night, my leg swelled up twice the size, and yeah, I'd never felt pain like that before. And it was actually, it actually quit healing. I think seven months into the process, and that's why it took me a year and a half to come back, is my leg just quit healing? It wouldn't heal anymore. Well, yeah, and, and
2: Braden, Braden broke his femur. Not he broke it. Doesn't matter. Yes, yeah. broke broke his broke, but he said. The fucking pain was unreal, Yeah, you know, from... Biggest, that big, largest that big, bone in your body, Yeah, Yeah, that yeah. big bone and the trauma it does around it. So I I can understand because I witnessed it firsthand with him. Yeah. So we went... That was October of whatever year. And then you went around until a year and a half from then before you got
3: on again? Yeah. Yeah, it was 15 or 16 months before I got on a bull again. What was the first one then? Um... Lethbridge.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Earlier. That's where I came back and rode uh Big Bull uh, Josh Breeze's. And then Checkered Flags got me in the short round right at the whistle. Checkered Flags. So, so
1: back to so, Scott's comment. What, what yeah. was the... <laughs> after that one then, which... Because, you know, let's... Y- there was other stuff that went on, too. You didn't just break your femur, right? Like, yeah. you were hurt, bust some other stuff up. And yeah. Knocked you out. Bunch of different shit, right? Yeah. And yeah, so... Yeah. Oh, killed you off. Sorry, but what I'm getting at there too, again, right? Like you, you've won what you wanted to win. You've done more than anybody's done up here. All the same kind of questions probably you were getting again. So what was the driving yeah. force?
3: Again? Well, The driving force to me is I'm not going to let an injury stop my career. Um okay. I'm going to end on my own terms, not an injury. So yeah, if I'm going to get hurt, I'm going to come back for at least one more and get on. So I can say I ended on my own terms and the injury didn't stop me.
2: So question for you, and I know I've had to fight this demon, say a guy, you know, he gets hurt, you lay there for three months on the couch, whatever, that first bull back as a bullfighter, you really got to dig deep to yeah, make it all. Is that the same for you? Like when you oh, were strapping your your hand in yeah. after the second wreck?
3: Like the second one, the leg one was a lot harder because like i have been the back, I did a lot of physio leg, I did physio and everything, but. I'd been roping and everything, and every time that rope would hit my leg, it would just kill. Yeah, you were never under. Getting...
2: Yeah, it took you a while yeah. to feel confident with that leg. Yeah. And even like
3: even still, I think last year was the first year I felt comfortable on back of bulls again. Right. And it's just there's always that thing in the back of your mind, is is my leg gonna you know, hold out if I land funny on it or whatnot? Oh, yeah. And,
2: yeah. yeah. Okay, how many bulls do you think you've been on? How old are you now? Thirty-six?
3: I According to Pro Bowl Stats, I've attempted over a 1,000 bowls in my career. In PBR? In PBR, that's it. Yeah, fuck me. I did two years of PCB, CCA, and then I go to the BRCs around here and sport like Ben's BRCs, and yeah. So 1,800-ish. Yeah, close. (laughs) (laughs) And then... And then when me and Zane were going to college in Vermilion, we would me and Zane would get on a liner load of Ellie's Bulls every Wednesday night. <laughs> a liner load. Uh, uh, then
1: you come to the practice pen at my place. Yeah, you, you'll do it all. Hey, you get on the bulls.
3: <laughs> yeah, try to get killed off in the practice pen. You know all the yeah. usual. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, you got to give me the story of the of a rental car in Florida.
3: Oh, that, that's one we got to leave names out of, but there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good group of us there, and yeah, leaving the after party, decided we needed some more beer, and uh, e brake gets pulled right into the gas station. And long story short, we're wake up to all the airbags off in the car, the tire at 45 degrees, and uh, somebody wants to get home and get beer still.
0: Whoa. <laughs>
2: Uh, that's awesome we're here (laughs) yeah
3: Yeah. (laughs) we're here anyways we said said. you gotta get out of here like well we still need beer (laughs) like the boat truck driver sitting in front of us is looking at us weird like let's just leave this place
1: (laughs) (laughs) wow so uh, over those times you know over the injuries before that all happened you know you're obviously married and uh, a couple kids now but um during that time, right, you were you were you had one, and there was another one on the way, right? And uh, yeah, so did that play a part into thinking of coming back? Did you and Hallie ever have that conversation of like, you know, maybe now that we're having kids and all this stuff, maybe we shouldn't do this? Or you guys seem the opposite of it when I see you. But for people that don't know, obviously, I'll play devil's advocate. Was was it like, hey, we don't want to do this because the kids? From what I see with you, is is that you, you you put them into the situations, you bring them along, they love it, and you want them to be a part of this lifestyle more than anything.
3: Yeah, definitely. When I had kids, I kind of wanted them to know, like not just looking at pictures and stuff, I wanted them to watch watch me compete and know that I rode bulls and maybe have that instinct in them that they want to rodeo too. Um, I don't know if I'm getting through to Axel or not because he's loving hockey more than anything. Well,
2: I've seen oh. him ride that barrel. Yeah, he's got a lot he, of chest when he rides out. but he's he still rides
3: more perfect than anybody I've ever seen. But yeah, he's uh, there's no turning his thing. He's a hockey player, so
2: well, that's cool. all right. Yeah, I got him. I got him either way. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: true. I got him either way. He's in good hands.
2: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> but yeah, that, uh, the thing, the funny thing is, both both times we were having kids when we announced that we were expecting, is the first one was axles when I broke my back. Mm-hmm. and then when we announced we were having lux, i broke my femur so there's no more kids because i don't have any more major <laughs> bones yeah. good call good call, good call.
1: <laughs> so you talk you talk about the uh the leg being in the back of your mind most people when they break their neck or their back and they have surgery on that that would normally be in the back of their mind if that thing's going to give out is it ever a worry for you that that thing could slip or is the doctors say that that thing could slip or something bad happen in a sense or no
3: no they they said pretty much with the amount of steel they put in there nothing should ever happen um and i've taken shots fine 30 feet you know how i get off i fly 30 feet in the air and i'll land right (laughs) on my back and if that doesn't bother me i don't think anything is so yeah yeah
2: does does it does it in the middle of the day or in the morning ever like does it ever cause any trouble cold no
3: no i've never had any issues with that uh either my leg or that it's just if something hits my leg right where it kind of broke it'll sting a little bit but uh yeah with my back and everything well when i went to get checked out cleared from the doctor in regina he legitimately punched me in the back and asked me if it hurt
0: yeah.
3: and i said no but if you hit me again i'm gonna hit you and he said okay you're cleared let's go yeah
1: you sure it was nice. a doctor <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, so then you talk about you know giving back to the sport that you do. You're kind of involved in schools and stuff now. Is that something that you've always wanted to do? Is just just to give back and then try to keep the next generation going? You do some of those. You could probably go into.
3: Yeah, exactly. I, I've always liked helping guys ride, um, even if it's on tour. Like I helped Nick quite a bit. He actually just reached out to me there. The other day and asked me to help him correct some stuff and i've helped always help like helping guys i'll point out little things that they're doing wrong or that they need help with and done a, quite a few schools and i enjoy teaching kids and like watching how kids come up to the sport like grady young i've helped him since he's been little and just really enjoy watching these guys excel in the sport and knowing that you've been a part of helping them or giving them little bits of information the, the
1: early days of the, the PBR, you can kind of look on there and you talk about Matt and how he was kind of uh, didn't like the traveling and, and uh, really was kind of alone when he did get on tour. You were you were similar to that, right? Like Ephraim was on tour off and on at that time. you talk about yep. Schiffner. Um, you spent a lot of time with uh, Caleb Sanderson, right? Or who was, yep. who was you kind of room with throughout your career? Yeah, cruise?
3: like uh, lots of times it was... Uh... Kind of when Bo and Rocky weren't around and I wasn't rooming them. I was with Caleb and then lots of times I was with Ned Cross and uh, Cody Campbell. Yes. Yeah.
1: How yeah. was that? Were, was, you there, was were, you, yeah. were you there? were some wild
3: times there. Were you
1: there when they were allowed to get on at one event?
3: Yeah, I was in that locker. I wasn't rooming with them that weekend, but that was, I think I was with Stetson that weekend. But yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, they cut Ned right off, said, no, you can't get on.
3: Oh, Yeah. 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 The I've seen Ned, thre- I've thre- seen threaten Ned with to spur everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Ned was sitting pretty good in the event too. Ned or Cody were both sitting pretty high in the event, and they wouldn't let him get on that day. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. But if any of our listeners have seen Ned after six beer, they completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> so Ned should have been rehydrating instead of dehydrating. Oh is that yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We left Saint Pete. Wah, wow, did you were you in the car with us when we were going from St. Teat to Greensboro, North Carolina?
3: Mm, like no. Clayton Williams that year.
2: Ned. Yeah. Um I don't know. There's a few guys. Anyway, we're heading to the Montreal Airport, and Ned had been boozing since the short round was over. And we left there, I don't know, four or five hours later. I remembered I just said somebody get a handle on that guy or he is gonna get his face rubbed on the asphalt here really soon. (laughs) I I've one of the greatest guys in the world just add beer and it just went a different direction quickly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that even started rooming when when I was around, you were with uh shopper Stetson and then obviously the legend JW Harris, right? What did he play uh any kind of thing on your career? You know, he's world champion he's, and was a cool guy. Yeah,
3: he's, I didn't really know him until I kind of got down there and Stetson kind of said, I was rooming by myself or whatever. And then all of a sudden Stetson comes. He's like, you can room with us. Like, J-Dub said it's okay. And I was like, well, who the hell is J.W. Harrison? I think my first event I met him was Billy's. yeah, And uh, I didn't really know much of the Bulls. And he come walking up to me at the draft. And uh, he just walks up. He's like, take that chocolate Thunderbolt. And he's like, "Here and you got to have a sip of this." So I grabbed it and took a sip, and it was straight fucking whiskey. <laughs> he's like, "Now you'll ride right, better." Yeah, I did. I was eighty-seven points. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: yeah, he was a sweet guy, man. Chopper
2: yeah, like and Ephraim. There's a couple names too. Yeah.
1: Aaron, the Global Cups, you always seem to step up, right? You were, you know, and you were the guy that was on tour. So that was kind of like what was expected of you was to to lead and and uh, do your job, right? But was it was it a little bit extra for you? I know when we were coaching and, and all that sort of stuff, too, it meant a lot to you. But riding, yeah. did you feel like it was a different level for you at those Global Cups?
3: It, it definitely was. Um, being able to coach and kind of stand up for your team and then having to switch your whole mind mind step and get back into the rider mode it was a lot um i wouldn't change it i i rode my way onto that team i didn't pick myself for that team i rode my way onto it from the year and but yeah it's like be able to coach there and ride meant a lot to me but i really i took that coaching seriously and i enjoyed doing it and it was a lot of fun yeah
1: oh yeah and then the riding side of things too before there was the global cup you were a part of the the world cups was it was those they look like they're pretty fun
3: they they were you thought the global cups were wild? those World Cups were pretty wild. Uh, yeah, everywhere we went was extremely wild extremely fun and uh, yeah, you had a pretty good time. I remember yeah, Cody Cody uh lost in uh Indian leg wrestling match in, in Brazil to a uh, TBR our staff member.
2: Oh yeah?
3: Snyder. Oh yeah?
2: Oh it's yeah. funny you never brought that up on our yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he loves losing just ask
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no doubt uh the the bulls that you've rode you know you got Buckwild, all in all those ones down in the in the u.s that uh that we've talked about was there is there anything that stood out to you or one ride that maybe you look back on as as your as your top ride down there world finals what was what's the biggest moment uh, for you to feel like
3: there was a lot of rides um i thought that year i won fourth in the finals the bulls i i picked and got on that year. I don't think I could have done a better job at picking bulls for myself and riding them. I think I I bucked off at two, the short round bull, and then my hand come out of the rope on hot pistol in the second round at 7.9. So and Did you ride I, Unabomber there? That the year before, I got on him and rode him 7.93. Hmm, very
4: yeah. close. Oh. And, then, <laughs> and then
3: Rockstar, I rode him for 90 the next round. Fun, the funny story is that next round, the CFR was always on the same time. And Nathan would always give me a hard time about money in the rodeo and stuff. And he called me after that round and told me that he won the round and won so much money. And I was like, Oh yeah. And I was like, I was 90 tonight, one fourth, and I doubled your money. <laughs> kind, of, kind of shut him up a little bit. Yeah.
2: You guys weren't competitive that <laughs> no, year, no, were no,
3: not at all. No. <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
2: The brotherly battles.
1: Yeah. The the now though that you're you know you're staying up here, you don't I don't think you're gonna go back south, right? Um, is that rodeo side of things looking like something to fill your fill your time up here? I seen you go to well, some BRCS and amateur bull rides and stuff, but what's the what's the plan now?
3: I I talked about going rodeo, but kind of said if they drop that whole going through your permit, semi pro, and that like that takes up a lot of my time to have to go all those little rodeos. If I could just get my card and go and pick and choose, I would definitely do the rodeo side of things, but. I like being at home now, spending time with the kids, or taking the kids with me and going to rodeos. And when I go to those BRC events, it's I try to pick and choose over top of, or not over top events, but when there's nothing going on, that's that's my practice pen. I don't really have very many practice pens around here, so I go there for practice, and it's a bonus that I get paid to do it.
2: Well, just phone Turkey. He's the new rodeo administrator. He
1: might be. I've
3: talked to him about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Administer a new rule to get you in there. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Administer yeah. a new rule.
2: <laughs>
1: uh when you when you went down there too, I know it was a different time. I know when I went down there too, it was and you know, we've talked about it on different podcasts too, but like being a Canadian guy and kind of being alone. You don't have like a, a group with you, you're kind of Maybe underrated. Nobody really knows who you are. Was it a little bit hard for you at the start to make a name for yourself, and a little bit weird? Was there ever times that you thought maybe this isn't for me, and I'll just go back home?
3: Oh, definitely. That first first year, I think it was oh seven. Um, showed up down there, and I think the first event I went to was Dallas. And I walk in the locker room, and J.W. Hart, still riding Adriano, all those guys. I walk in there, I'm like, holy, like, what am I doing here? And I knew Scott. That's about it. Scott and Bo. So. Got on there, and I think I rode all my bulls seven seconds and couldn't stay on and went to six or seven events. Finally got one road and then uh, ended up being the alternate through my Canadian money. And next year they gave me the call and went to New York. I think I finished fourth at New York. And then after that, I was like, okay, I can actually compete with these guys down here. So now I'm going to show them what I'm actually made of.
1: Was it one year after New York, you and Posse like two and three in the world or something?
3: yeah uh, that one year study? yeah one year we went into like kansas city and we were i was joking at pause because he'd never been in, featured before yeah so we're both up on the shoots and i look over him like don't look down because you'll fall <laughs> off as soon as he did he started wobbling <laughs> up there and they said his name and their spotlight wasn't even off him and he was jumping down off there he was wanting to puke because he's scared of the heights <laughs> and yeah <laughs>
1: uh what was that like when he got on tour i know that he came in guns a blazing going low wild as i did too but what was it like when uh when when he came around there after you were the only guy for a lot of years right at that time five six years you were the only guy
3: yeah it was wild when posi came on and it's kind of like hurting a cat. You didn't know which way he was going and uh he'd ask the room with you and he'd never be in the room and he'd always be out with other guys. <laughs> you just have to leave that door propped open and by the end of the weekend he'd show up to get his bags. You never knew where he was, but he'd show up to get his bags. So. Uh, uh,
1: uh, good times. Good times. Good. So you talk about JW Hart. What was the story when didn't he give you shit one time said you weren't gonna ride one or, or Yeah
3: it uh, <laughs> it was uh, in Albuquerque. I drew one of his bulls that hadn't been ridden yet in the long round. And he told me I didn't have a chance of staying on him. So I told him right then that I was going to spur his bull and get, buy him a pitcher and give it to him. So I ended up, I spurred this bull. I don't know how many points it was. And I bought the pitcher, took it to him in Billings and I signed it and handed, handed it to him. <laughs> and he threw it back, t- called me an asshole, threw it back at me. And then he proceeded to tell me that day that I didn't have a chance to ride meat hook the
4: 1515.
3: Yeah. So I got a meat hook and I was 90 and I got off and went right back to him and said, there's how I can ride him. Uh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think he talked about it on the broadcast too, that you weren't caliber enough bull rider yeah. to ride a caliber of bull like that. right? Yeah. Oh
2: boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe he knew that. Maybe he knew he was pissing you off and was just trying to make yeah. you better.
3: Or he was just kidding yeah. I've always got along with J-Dub and he's always asked me about bulls and stuff. But when he says stuff to me like that, I'm going to prove him wrong every time and go out there and show him. Nice.
1: So ultimate career, you know, um, now nearing, I don't know if you're nearing the end of it. You'd think you're nearing the end of it, the age you're at. But uh, what's the plans? Are you going to keep going for a while or uh do a big farewell tour what's your what's your That's plan just, for the next while? De-
3: definitely so, won't be no big farewell tour it's uh i've seen too many guys say that and then they get hurt that year and yeah. not being able to ride so when i'm done and it's just gonna be undone it won't be it'll be at that time and i've told you before i'll tell you in the arena i gotta take a piss yeah. and i'll walk out of the arena yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know
1: rock mode. Rock i know
3: mode.
2: i know doing the tv thing I, we, I interview a lot, you yeah. a lot, and yeah. uh, I'm like, we've been friends forever, but we kind of have to take a different approach when I'm interviewing you. And, and we, I've asked that question to you lots, not kind of in an indirect way. I always yeah. say, you know, and you are, you're riding as good or better than, than you have. And it kind of, people scratch their head. They're like, what is up with this guy? Like mm-hmm. he just gets better and better. And that's a question that I don't necessarily like to ask. But, hey man, when are you going to be done? you've given yeah. me the answer to that um is do you kind of have an idea
3: or is it just you're like you said it's just whatever it happens it happens could be yeah. two weeks from now could be two years from now yeah exactly it could be that um, i just i'm having a lot of fun riding it and i said before when these young guys that are so cocky can beat me every weekend <laughs> and i can't win any money i'll quit But until then, I can still beat these guys and they can chase me all day.
2: Just education. (laughs) You're
3: You're in school
1: now, boys. (laughs) (laughs) But like the PBR Canada, we've seen it grow throughout our careers too, and the amount of money that can be won. That's got to be a big uh, reason why you want to still hang around too, right?
3: Yeah, it definitely is. And especially now, like, you don't have to go down south if you don't want to, which I still tell these guys if you want to be classified as one of the best bull riders, you got to go down and compete against the best. If it's not the bulls, it's the riders. So you guys got to travel while you're young. Like I did it while I was young. And now that I'm older, I have no urge to go down there and ride. I, I have a lot of fun up here and get to hang out with friends every weekend. My family can come with me whenever they want. And don't got to worry about traveling in the States. Yeah.
1: What was the reasoning for the change? Speaking of the generational stuff and the changes that have come around in bull riding itself, the helmet part of things was, was something that that you went through. You rode with a hat for a lot of years and then switched to a helmet when lots of guys were switching over. Um, Was there an incident that happened or was it just a reasoning or was it hard for you to make that choice?
3: Uh, No, I grew up like in the CCA, we had to ride helmets, ride with helmets in the steer ride and, Come bull riding time, I threw that helmet in the garbage, went hat down and uh, rode, I don't know how many years without it, and then went to, I think it was Sacramento one year, and I got pulled down and bull broke my nose. So I just tandy straightened it right there and uh, got on the next weekend with a helmet and didn't really like it, so I threw it off and it was at the World Cup, got on chicken fried of uh, Chad Burgers. Oh, I
1: think whipped he, everybody down.
3: He pulled me down and just caught me with his horn and ended up uh, fracturing my cheek. Yeah. And I've never like till my recent injuries, I have not been in that sort of pain and come back and I was like, okay, that's enough. I'm going to put the helmet on and ride with the helmet from now on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, the ones like that, it's like a good sign. Cause it's like, that's, that's preventable. Some of these things are yeah. preventable, but at least those ones <laughs> yeah. are like, okay, yeah. fuck and take you yeah. out I've, from winning money.
3: Yeah. I have wrecked. Like I got a stack of masks in here from, glad I had this helmet's on. Like I got a stack of masks that are all bent up and Axel plays with them all the time. And yeah, it looks like he got a stroke on one side, the bars all droop down and yeah.
2: Well, didn't old
3: Gretzky at the Calgary Stampede just annihilate your help, your mask. That mask is, I could still ride with that mask if I wanted to. Damn. Well, whose mask got really beat up? Maybe it was one of Pauzy's ones. Pauzy's in Saskatoon that year. Oh yeah. That That was really
1: bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah not good that was the uh, ender yeah that was a fucking tough one um the queen platinum jubilee tell us about this i seen on yeah, instagram it, the other day Get you an award from the saskatchewan canadian whatever it might be i don't know what it is what, what went on there yeah
3: it's uh just i didn't really know anything all of a sudden dustin uh duncan called me out of nowhere i was at work and got this number and he called and said he was awarding it to me and yeah i talked to a few guys kind of because you have to be nominated for it and yeah, they said Dustin Duncan asked to nominate me for it. So, yeah, I got to meet him and just it's an award con- or acknowledging your accomplishments in a sport or volunteerism and stuff. And, yeah, when I was there accepting it, I made that crowd a lot younger. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <That's good. laughs> and, uh, not, Not to mention you have your picture at each end of town in
3: Yellowgrass, right? No, I'm only Aaron Roy from the East.
2: Oh really? Uh, yeah. yeah.
3: Coming uh, yeah. from the west, I don't live there. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking
1: of broken necks and backs, didn't you two have a little incident, Scott and uh Aaron? Wasn't that you two together?
3: Break it break yeah. back sentence. Oh
2: speed dial. Speed yeah. Lethbridge Lethbridge yeah. is getting lots of plugs here this yeah podcast.
3: Yeah, that was uh I don't mm. think that was any fault of mine. I was just trying to stay on and my hand come out of the rope <laughs> good old Scotty there for uh Oh, we're uh, talking about wish chip. There. That was another wish chip. Oh, uh,
2: another that. wish chip moment, but the hurt. wrong way, the yeah. wrong yeah. way. Yeah. I remember chubby. when it
3: happened. My hand came out of the rope. I was, uh, I kind of looked up as soon as it come out. And I was like, I'm glad Scott's standing right there because this is not going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. Yeah.
1: What did he do, Scott? Uh, just piled. Yep. You Broke your back.
3: Well, he, he just he, smoked uh, him right
2: in the middle of the back, and it uh, just Scott bent like literally, like because he he was such a Scatterbox box that bull like when he come he'd come hard and just hit him dead center in the back but he just bent like the wrong way like Aaron <laughs> when Aaron got stepped on in Calgary wish chipped he was already on his back with the way your legs would go over to your ears well yeah. Scott's legs and <laughs> the because they're so scorpion. short they're not the supposed to go that way <laughs> yeah. yeah they were so to. it was a completely yeah. opposite wish chip yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah that, that one hurt that one hurt and he kept pushing you for a ways yeah well I, to, to be fair he kind of threw me up in the air and as i came down he caught me like wow. yeah. calling the down stroke took me to the upstroke and that's when i that's when i was laying in the arena and your dad was judging he kept walking by and i could see him and he kept Going like looking at me like I was fucking dying. I was like, "It's <laughs> like I could see that look." He's like, "Wow, it's all over. Oh, it's done." <laughs> like, oh my god! I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. Uh, all right, anyway, he's dead. He's, he's such a dead. softy. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Aaron, the million dollar mark is is a huge moment in in anybody's career. You're the first Canadian to ever pass that. When you when you pass that mark. First of all, I guess did you know that you were coming on to it and was it a goal of yours to get to that
2: point?
3: Uh I knew I was coming up to it and I remember the event when I passed it. Um Which was Edmonton. When you won it in Edmonton, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I had to wait three years to get my buckle too, so <laughs>
2: Talk to, we can blame that on yeah, the, no, that was, buckle that was maker, the event. If you want.
3: Yeah, I remember I wasn't riding that kid <laughs> and yeah.
2: Coming they're like the they were uh, like, ah oh, fuck him. He's got a million bucks. He can get his own ball. <laughs> yeah, he can
3: buy his own. He can buy his own.
2: He's got <laughs> enough money.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, coming in the short run. I don't I remember I wasn't riding that good that year, and I picked the only one of the only bulls selected to go to the world finals that year and said if I'm gonna win a million dollars, I want to win it on a bull that's high caliber. So that's why I picked them, And yeah, I ended up riding them. Nice. What was it? 2.0.
1: Two point oh, yeah. Ellie Scores big, black, big bad black. So then, when yeah. you do that, you know we talked about uh, we talked to Jerry Bueller a while ago on on a couple pods back, and he talked about that, and it was kind of like a a feather in the cap in the sense of like that's that's a successful career, right? Nobody can ever take that away yeah. from you. That's what you did. Maybe you don't have a million dollars in your bank account, but yeah. you know that oh, he's earning, probably got eight hundred
2: for sure, eight hundred k of that.
1: Yeah, uh, 900, probably for sure. But uh, is that kind of the same for you? Like that? That's up there with those Canadian yeah. championships and stuff.
3: Oh, definitely. It's there's only what is there twenty guys that have gotten over the million dollar mark riding bulls and PBR. So yeah, to be in that group is kind of like a weight off your shoulders. It means you're classified as one of the best. You don't got. Like, I classify right now with me riding. I have nothing left to prove. I'm just going out there riding because I like riding bulls. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to try and win every time I get on because that's me, but I'm just doing it because I like riding bulls. I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody.
2: Damn. Uh-huh. That's that's a, such a – so more so much more relaxing, eh, when you yeah. want, like – I don't know how to word it, but you just, yeah, I like doing it, and yep. whatever happens happens instead of the pressure of yeah. you know, trying to right. be – get to number one every time.
1: Yeah. Aaron, the, uh, driving skills that you have, is that something that you learned at a very young age? And I think (laughs) the other guys on this podcast could talk about this. I talked to Robert Schmidt before this pod and he said that that stands out for sure. The ability that you have to drive cross country all night, whatever it might be, where the hell did you learn that? Why do you do that? What's going on with that?
3: I just, i The amount of times I've been in airplanes and airports and hotel rooms, I'd rather get in my vehicle and drive home and sleep in my own bed. doesn't matter if I get home at, say, 6 o'clock in the morning, I can sleep for an hour, get up and be able to do anything. Um, I've done it before, going to bull riding, drive all night to get to a bull ride and wait, get an hour sleep, get up and get on my bull and ride. It's just, I like to get to the places, get home and be able to get stuff done at home too.
2: Fucking bag of sunflower seeds, that man will drive anywhere. I'm <laughs> telling you right now.
1: <laughs> you saved me in Montana one time, too. I appreciate that. You got me home.
2: <laughs> yeah, he saved me a couple of, was that two years ago now, Aaron? Yeah, oh, we got something time. in common, Aaron. I've hauled both these jackasses home several times.
4: <laughs>
2: Not no. even, actually, yeah, Tanner, it should only be one or two for you, but it's been three or four already. <laughs> <laughs> What are you laughing at? Scott? <laughs> <laughs> wow, it works both ways. I've saved you too, so I've had to drive your ass around.
1: Well, you got a new truck. That's what uh, we could get out with yeah.
3: that
2: too, right? The sponsor of the show.
1: You got yeah. yourself a new new uh, Dodge there. How's that going for you?
3: Yeah, it's. Uh, I like the truck a lot. It's, they're pretty outstanding to deal with. Um, they all happen pretty fast. Call them up, and I think within a day and a half, two days, I'd sign the papers and send them back.
1: No nice. bullshit deals, right there, baby. Yeah, That's what we do. Oh,
2: so I guess I'm the odd one out here. Eh? Riverside Everybody's Nons. getting trucks, but me. Yeah. Okay, Ty. <laughs> it's bullshit. Phone me.
1: <laughs> get your checkbook out. One of the highlights for me, Aaron, like throughout our career, obviously getting to uh, be on tour with you, and and you know when you came back from those injuries, we really got to to hang out a lot and get to know each other even better. Even though we kind of came from the same place, you were a little bit older than me. And then all those Global Cups, you know, um, Australia, always adds <laughs> up for me, helping me. Helping, we we've made the air player, we did all that stuff. But, um, you know, is that something that you are that you always want to do, you know, is, is be a part of this sport and, you know, the new coaching side of things with the new team series stuff? Would that be something that you'd like to do? I know from what I know about you and what you talked earlier in this podcast of wanting to help the young guys and wanting to help, different guys and you know the sport you know how to ride bulls the the ins and outs the technique of it is that something that maybe later on you'd like to look at is doing something within the sport still
3: yeah definitely like even when i was hurt i went out and did toronto for jason and went up and did the finals at a few i've i've judged Mm -hmm. uh some events too it's it's i I enjoy being around bull riding even if i'm not riding um it was hard for me doing the judging thing because i was healing up and i thought i should be riding and was little harder to judge and watch it but uh yeah just the coaching aspect helping kids i love it all the time i got one like that tyson salmon kid he sends me videos every week when he's riding and asks me to help him and i got numerous kids that'll send me videos and ask for little bits of advice and everything so i'm always happy to hand that out at anytime possible
1: 100 percent. yeah that's cool and it's like jason and we've all talked on here before the same as like when zane retired it's like you you're never you're so deep into it that you're never not yeah. going to be a part of it yeah. right it's it's what you've done your whole life in that aspect of that if you never did start riding bulls or your parents never moved to that farm way back in the day what do you think Aaron Roy would be doing right now
3: i have no idea what i'd be doing um uh,
1: never
2: You'd be the best I- damn garbage man in the city of saskatoon or regina
3: probably yeah i never never took up hockey till i really come down moved on to yellowgrass and yeah it was all just i'd probably be a team roper if anything
2: hey yeah. did you guys know aaron roy got to shoot on gene simmons really That's i know he's a true a f- story
1: full-time fucking hockey player now i heard he's not bad yeah. too no, no this was back
0: right? um
2: the saskatoon blades come to us about doing a the theme jersey so we did uh it looked like the denim denim jersey and had the PBR finals logo on it because we were in Saskatoon at that time and then uh, we had it all booked and then Gene Simmons and Shannon Tweed because Shannon Tweed's a Saskatoon gal were coming Mm -hmm. home for something and they wanted to get some footage for their show so they're like oh oh, how are we going to do this now we already got uh, Aaron Roy dropping the puck now Gene didn't you drop puck with Gene? No I dropped it with Shannon with Shannon. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'd married. like to. I'd <laughs> yeah, like, and then yeah. got to shoot. We dressed Gene up in goal equipment and Aaron got to shoot on. Did you score? Uh, hit the post. Oh.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'd make him feel good because everybody else scored on him. Yeah. They just
2: him <laughs> I, I'd i like to D de- Gene's wife. It's <laughs> hey, a family show. <laughs> He can edit it out. <laughs> uh, I think we better right. keep that in. Yeah. Deke <laughs> jeans
1: wife. <laughs> hey, we ask uh, a lot of the guys on, on here this question and for you and being around forever, one of those guys that really knows the ins and outs and really loves the sport of bull riding and has watched it a lot. Who do you think is the GOAT? Who do you think is the best that's ever done it?
3: I just from being around like riding with him i've watched like a lot of videos with different bull riders stuff but i would say mcbride yeah yeah he uh when i was riding with him he taught me so much and would wouldn't be afraid to come up to you and tell you if you needed to fix something or do something different and just watching him ride i couldn't believe how he stayed on bulls and how easy he made it look
1: yeah pure fucking skill right I don't know. Okay, buddy. Well, we've held you for uh, for quite some time. It's been great. Like I said, we've been trying to get this done for uh, a long time. And I think it's going to be cool for our audience because all of our American people that listen in got to know you back in the day, yeah. we'll say. And then now you've been up here in Canada. and Now everybody up here gets to know you more. So both sides would probably enjoy hearing the stories from the other generation. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Uh, God, you made the time and we got to do it. But Scott's got our infamous question of the show.
2: Aaron, good chatting with you today, man. Uh, outstanding career and it's not over. And the million dollar man um, driving son of a gun. Wow. <laughs> um, This is the NFP podcast. Uh, pod- <laughs> 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 Let's try that again. <laughs> this is the NFP podcast. Um, we have our take on that. What's yours?
3: Uh, I kind of go by the same rules, um, but it's, you got to stand up for what you say. Um, if you do something, live, own up to it. Uh, you're going to say something, back it up. Uh, don't, don't be a pussy pretty much. Uh, you got to be a man and take, take what life hands you and just roll on with it.
1: Beauty. I like it. Hey, didn't Ocho Cinco use your rope that day when he got on? He did.
3: I still, I rode with that rope recently too. Um, Oh shit. Yeah, it was my spare rope and he was getting on and uh yeah ty murray grabbed this rope and he come running back to shoot said who's that rope i said it's mine like we're using it. okay and it wasn't a week later that i drew that bull
1: really
3: and all i could think of was just ride him longer than 1.2 seconds <laughs> no uh, pressure no uh, pressure uh, uh, did you stay uh, on uh i think i was three seconds Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah uh, well, you doubled
1: him. Did a little yeah. better. Before we go, we got to clear it up because Robert Schmidt brings this up quite a bit, but he came to you to that event a couple times. He's come with you. Really good friend of yours and friend of ours on the show. uh But the video that Chad Berger keeps sharing, where he's roping, where Derek Pagay ropes the Mexican fighting bull out in the arena. Yep. And Chad's got like millions of views off
2: of this fucking video. Yeah. Robert yeah. took that video, right?
3: yeah robert videoed that video yeah he was standing on the back of the shoots with me right beside cody lambert we we're talking and robert videoed it
1: yeah <laughs> uh here, gold okay buddy well we appreciate you joining us um like i say it's been cool to be able to watch you growing up then ride with you get to do all the stuff that we got to do throughout our careers in the global cups and now get to fight bulls for you and try to save you when you get off terribly
2: like you like you <laughs> tend to do
1: i've been uh,
3: getting better i mean that's a pretty good get off so
2: yeah but at this point you should be an expert is what
3: yeah. so yeah. you always gotta leave room for improvement <laughs>
1: awesome buddy definitely one of the most decorated canadians ever in history and a guy that went down did it did everything that you can do and, and still continues to do that to this day so much respect from everybody here at the nfb podcast and we appreciate you joining us Thank you, guys. Perfect. This has been our interview
0: with Aaron. Roy. I can see her lying back in her satin dress In a room where you do what you don't confess Someday you better take care If I find you've been creeping around my back stairs Someday you better take care She's been looking like a queen in a sailor's dream And she don't always say what she really means Sometimes I think it's a shame When I get feeling better, when I'm feeling no pain Sometimes I think it's a shame Someday you better take care if I find you've been creeping round my back stairs. Sometimes I think it's a sin when I feel like I'm winning, when I'm losing. It.